SportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. We're minutes away from the kickoff of today's game, and it's time now for the Cover 3 Financial Lions pregame show. A look at the upcoming contest and interviews. And now, the Cover 3 Financial Mount St. Joseph Lions pregame show. And a very pleasant good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Trine University in Angola, Indiana. And it's a good day to have you along because it is a great day for football here in northeastern Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell, and alongside Chris Morris, and this afternoon we travel northward as the Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the road for the first time this season, and they will be taking on the entertaining Trine Thunder. Both of these teams are 1-1 one and one heading into this afternoon's ball game. It's the first annual MIAA Heartland Conference crossover game. They're going to be doing that each and every year from now on between these two conferences the third game of the non-conference season, and this is the inaugural year of it, and the Lions get to take on the team projected to finish third in the MIAA this year behind Albion and Hope College. The Lions, they lost the opening week 36-20, to but bounced back last Saturday with a win at home over Alfred, 33-14. to Meanwhile, trying, this is going to be their third game against a Heartland, Con- a Heartland Conference opponent, and they will, in their first game of the year, they handled Manchester, the Spartans easily, 52-14. And then last week, they lost in a shootout with Rose Holman. We'll talk more about that game coming up here in just a little bit. 31-30. to Alongside, as I told you, Chris Morris. And Chris, the Lions made a great improvement last week between first the first game and the second game. They hope to make another big improvement here this afternoon. Yeah, they, the defense really stepped up last week for the Lions. Had a really good performance last weekend and hope to carry that over this week as they will need it against a really high-powered Tron offense. And uh, we hope the offense is staying balanced just as it was last week and uh, really excited for this ball game between Tron and Mount St. Joseph. Well, the one thing we do want to talk about here this afternoon is the Lions are going to be without their offensive coordinator, Caleb Carell. Now, the reason they're without Caleb here this afternoon is his wife gave birth to their daughter earlier last night. Uh, she went into labor early this week and ended up being hospitalized for most of the week. But everything came out well. Everything's fine. She uh, gave birth to a little baby girl last night. So, Caleb, we wish you well and your wife and, of course, the newborn baby. And it will be Charlie Mullins who will be calling the plays from up here in the booth here this afternoon. So it will be interesting, Chris, to see if there's any difference at all. This is the first game that Charlie has really been able to put together a game plan as coach of the, the Lions. We were able to speak with Charlie this morning. He was just, you know, really excited about the opportunity. And uh, it's a big game for the Mount. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what Charlie does moving forward. But I really expect a big performance from this offense today. Yeah, it should be a good one. I mean, when you look at what happened last week with Trine and Rose Hallman. Rose was really able to run the football against these guys. Yeah, Rose did a good job. They came away with a 31-30 victory, and uh, it was, like you said earlier, it was a shootout. So both teams defensively struggled to get a few stops here and there. So um, I do think that's going to be one of the key points in today's ball game is whose defense can stop the other offense and be able to give the offense a short field and create more opportunities. So I'm just really excited. Fans are starting to file in, and it's a beautiful day for football up here in Angola. Well, last Saturday, the Lions won their first game of the year with a dominating performance. They jumped out to a 33-0 lead 
brought in the third and fourth teamers and ended up giving up a, tough, a couple of late touchdowns to win it by that final of 33-14. to 14. The defense had a great game, allowing only seven completions for 33 yards while forcing two interceptions. Julius Fisher and Troy Speakman each accounted for an interception. And Brady Buller, boy, was he outstanding. Dominant force for the defensive line, registering four tackles, two and a half of those being for a loss, a sack, and a fumble recovery. And Jonathan Finn gathered five total tackles in the game, including one for a 14-yard loss and a huge sack. So the defense... Dominating performance last week. They think they can do the same thing here this afternoon. Last weekend, they did a really good job of being aggressive and flying to the football, uh, keeping everything in front, being aggressive. Uh, came away with a few sacks, a couple turnovers, so defense is really flying high today. Lions are averaging 165 yards offensively on the ground, rushing while passing 211 yards per game, and this can be attributed to quarterback Josh Taylor, who's already registered 210 yards rushing this year in two games, a mark that's good for second in the conference in rushing, and he's passed for 387 yards this year. Taylor's also racked up a quarterback rating of 161.55. That's almost unbelievable. Taylor's been outstanding early on in the year. Like we talked about during the broadcast last week, he's really good at being patient, reading the defense, making quick decisions, but also he's really good with his legs. He's a dual-threat quarterback. And then obviously we talk about McKenzie time and time again, one of the best running backs in the HCAC. Yeah, McKenzie has added 100 yards rushing in two games, while Austin Brock has 14 catches for the Lions, receiving for 150 yards, three touchdowns. Joey Newton, Jake Ayler have combined for 17 catches and a touchdown. But Ayler may not play today. That means Zeke Hunley is going to have the opportunity to start the game this week. And, of course, he had that NFL-like catch last week for his first touchdown of his college career. Anytime you bring up Hundley's name, the coaching staff just smiles and has plenty of good things to say about him. He's big, he's physical, and he's just learning the college game. Yeah, and he's been outstanding and just a a great player that they have made an addition to on this team. Defensively, Anthony Wright, the star linebacker, is leading the Lions in tackles so far with 16, and he's got two tackles for losses this year. Wright's posting big numbers and is playing better than ever. Anthony, before today's game, first of all, star linebacker position, you're turning into a star. Boy, you've played well the first couple of weeks. Talk about your transition from the spring game to right now and how you feel your game has improved. All right, so the biggest thing for me is uh, the speed of the game has changed for me. I got a little more confident, lost a couple pounds, and started seeing things a lot more. Um, Finn and Jules have played a bigger part because they're starting to help me understand the defense, understand schemes, and also play a lot faster because, as you all all know, Jules is head to toe, going as hard as he can every time. Finn's the mastermind of it, so I'm just kind of a replica of that. And then also putting a little swag in it, too. So biggest thing for me was going home and understanding, all right, the spring game wasn't the best game, so let's go ahead and pick it up the game. So I went home with my coaches and strength coaches and played ten times better. Worked out a lot harder. Ran a couple of soccer uh, workouts, but once I got in it, I knew I was going to come back and be the player I need to be. You bring up you bring up Finn and Fisher. What type of things have they taught you at the linebacker spot? Um, the biggest thing they've taught me is probably understanding that everything isn't going to come to you. It's also understanding that all right, we game planned, we've worked it. Let's go ahead and work um, play as fast as we can. Like uh, Finn was telling me this uh, past week, you see it now, go play. 
and also understand I'm right here beside you. So if you have any questions, go ahead and ask them. And it's big, the biggest thing is the leadership, like keeping me up, also telling me, hey, we're fine. The game is a long game. So, like I said, it's an experience they have that's also kept me into it. Right now, what do you see the strength of your game being? Uh, probably downhill, playing as fast as I can. On um, biggest, you know, I feel like I'm better in tackling the space than a lot more people can expect. And then the versatility being able to play in the box and out, in the box and playing outside is a big thing in my game. So, Coach Thompson seems to be able to put you anywhere. You can go out. You can protect against a receiver. You can blitz the quarterback. You can do just about anything. Is that the way that you've always played? Um, originally, I, I played mostly in the box. Uh, going outside was an occasional thing. I did like guarding receivers at one point, but once I got up and waiting, I was like, all right, maybe I can do a little bit of both. And then senior year, our coaches kind of implemented the nickel position to me. So after a while, I got uh, comfortable playing both uh, inside and out. So Seems like your confidence is a little bigger right now. Way bigger than what it was last year. Way bigger. What are you majoring in, Anthony? I'm a sports psychology major. So I want to deal with the uh, mental health and mental illnesses of athletes and uh, understand how it portrays on and off the field. Can you examine announcers, too? Oh, probably. Maybe. <laughs> Got to listen to a couple games first. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that, all right? Good luck today. Thank you. Heavens knows I may need a little more uh, counseling <laughs> after a few more games with you, especially Chris. <laughs> I just listened to that interview, and uh, just a great kid. You know, I got a chance to talk with him a little bit this morning as well. And, you know, he mentioned about just growing up as a player. And the more games you play at the college level, the better you're going to get. His confidence is up. And, man, I've enjoyed watching him play, and I'm excited to see what he does today, 15 in white. It's going to be very interesting because they've got some plans for him today that we've talked about uh, that may be able to really uh, show some weaknesses in this trying offense today. Yeah, I mean, he, like he said in the uh, interview, he can kind of basically play anything. He can drop back in coverage. He can play man-to-man, and uh, he comes downhill fast and makes open field tackles really good. So just big physical linebacker and uh, the leadership beside him and uh, – and Fisher and Finn has been really good for his career. Yeah, and when you look at the other two linebackers, Chris, Finn and Fisher, they've combined for 22 tackles, one sack, and interception, that being by Fisher. Deshaun Starks leads the Lions with two interceptions. But really, when you look at what happened last week, the biggest addition to that secondary was Noah Abel. He came back and played cornerback last week after missing the first game, and he really steadied that secondary. He did. He, he brought some swag to it. He, he brought some swag to the secondary. He manned up yes, uh, last week and, and did a really good job on defense. And, uh, you know, he'll be back out there today and with Starks on the other side and uh, Speakman. Uh, so, I mean, you're finally starting to get that depth back that the Lions have been missing in week one and two. Well, we talked about how Trine was expected to finish third in the MIAA coming into this season. Well, week one, they defeated Manchester 52-14. Then last week, they fell to Rose Holman 31-30. But it was a game where it was really back and forth. And despite that, Trine's a really well-rounded football team, Chris. They present another another uh, really conference challenge, out-of-conference challenge, for this Lions team. Yeah, I mean, Trine's picked, like you said, third. They're Averaging 127 yards rushing the ball, 295 passing, so they got a very balanced offense, 421 yards offensively per game. So, I mean, they've got a legit quarterback, a big-time running back, and some big-time receivers out of this MIAA conference. And their defense has been solid this far so this far this season. In just two games, their defense has forced six turnovers, including four interceptions, two fumble recoveries. Another aspect of the trying defense is their pass rush already registering 
four sacks on the season. But their quarterback, Alex Price, is the guy that really stirs the drink. He led the offense in the game in both passing and rushing. He went 17 for 34 in the air against Rose for 257 yards and one TD. And on the ground, he finished up with 40 yards on 19 carries and two touchdowns. Price is big. He's a dual-threat guy, and, uh, you know, if he gets protection like he did against Rose, he's able to make the big-time throws, so it would be interesting to see what kind of different looks and blitzes that the Mountain defense present to Price on the offensive end, and then obviously he's got Kirby at the running back position, and uh, he's been, you know, they've talked him up big, and his numbers have been good, so I'd be really interested to see kind of what they throw Price's way defensively. And sophomore wide receiver Connor Arthur, who's just up the road from Bryan, Ohio, here in Angola, Indiana, led the team with three catches, 89 yards last week. Wow, Kiernan Pearson also finished right behind him with 87 yards and a touchdown. But defensively, the guy that the Lions are going to keep their eyes on and account for on each and every play is senior Kyle Nath at the inside linebacker position. He led the team defensively, finishing with 14 tackles, including five solo last week against Rose. Yeah, the coaches really brought him up just by watching the film. It'll be 44 at the linebacker position, and then also Keyshawn Amoson, 22 at the safety position that they really kind of circled on their chart to keep an eye on both of them. Yeah, he had 11 tackles last week against Rose. This is the first game these two teams have ever played against each other. Troy Abs in his seventh year as head coach here at Trine. He is he was named the head football coach on January 13, 2015, becoming the fourth head coach in this program's history. And in seven years, he's won two MIAA conference titles in 2017 and 18, finishing with an unbeaten regular season in both years. And he is a graduate of Hanover College. He comes into this afternoon's game with a record of 43 wins against 17 defeats. His offensive coordinator, he's got two of them, Eric Ravalette and Jacob Kidney, and his defensive coordinator is Ben Cullen. And that leaves us with Tyler Hopperton, the head coach of Mount St. Joseph University in his fifth year with a career record of 27 wins against 11 losses. Final non-conference game of the season for the Lions. They take on Trine. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Chris Morris. We'll be back with more of our pregame show after this timeout. 100% financing is back. If you're looking to purchase your first home or need a bigger home, contact Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. We can finance 100% if you have a credit score of 580 or above. Cover 3 has tailored finance packages that can guide you into home ownership. We'll work with you from the initial application process through closing and make sure you get the white glove treatment. Achieve your dream of home ownership. Call today at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network at 312-248-4366. Make your dreams come true. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Changing lives is what great teachers do. Mount St. Joseph University's reading science program that uses highly effective research-based methods improved my students' lives and helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. Well, back here at Trine University, Chris, these are just outstanding facilities here in Angola, Indiana. Yeah, we had a chance to... 
brand new pet press box, the Jack and Sue Shaw press box. Beautiful facility over there. We're able to uh, even house a few alumni. We were able to discuss them. We got a brand new scoreboard, uh, brand new turf field. So uh, the band's out here performing, getting ready to get going here 15 minutes before kickoff. Well, there's uh, some other action going on around the Mount St. Joseph University campus back home in Cincinnati, and volleyball was one of them this morning. Yeah, we were able to follow volleyball. They played a match. Uh, they're actually in Wittenberg in the tournament this weekend, and they played Wittenberg University yesterday afternoon and was able uh, and fell three matches to zero, and then they played this morning against Meridia and fell in that match as well. So after the long winning streak, they have lost back-to-back matches, but they will face Alma later on today. That is scheduled for 2 o'clock Eastern. Well, we saw a very interesting uh, video last night in high school football out in Arizona, Chris, and uh, they can pick it up on your Twitter if they want to. But Hamilton was down out of Arizona. Hamilton, Arizona was down in a game against Bishop Gorman out of Nevada, 24-7 to with a minute 10 left to go in the ball game, and they came back and won it by a final of 25-24. to They collected two onside kicks and, and just an amazing comeback. Yeah, anytime you think you're up three scores and a minute to go, you think there's no way in the world we're losing this ball game. Yeah. But like you said, um, a field goal and then back-to-back onside kicks led to back-to-back touchdowns. And then uh, with Hamilton High School out of Arizona going for two for the win and converting it, unbelievable what we woke up to this morning. And, and that final onside kick, it was it was almost a unique one, that, in my opinion, because it seemed like they blocked everybody out of the way. It was like a V formation on a hockey uh, hockey ice, the V formation where they just blocked everybody out of the way and the kicker came in and recovered. Yeah, I mean, we had to put it back on replay a couple times just to make sure that the ball went the full 10 yeah. yards off the onside kick, but they were able to put a drive together in 30 seconds. Like I said, scored, went for it on two, or went for it uh, on the two point conversion to win the ball game and convert it, and uh, just an unbelievable uh, comeback. And I'm sure if you're on the social media world, you will see that highlight at some point today, even on SportsCenter. Well, very interesting game going on in top 20 Division One. College football, Indiana right now in the first quarter with 3.12 left to go is leading Cincinnati 7 to nothing. You've got Buffalo leading Coastal Carolina 14 to 7. Michigan State at Miami, no score in that one. They just started the second quarter. In the 50th anniversary of the game of the century, number three Oklahoma is leading Nebraska 7 to 3 in their ball game. And elsewhere later on this afternoon starting uh, later on today, it will be Ohio State. They will be taking on Tulsa. That's at 3.30. But also today in noon starts, Texas A&M is playing New Mexico. West Virginia hosts Virginia Tech. And it will be Michigan taking on Northern Illinois in the big house. That game kicked off at 11 o'clock also. Just a couple of teams from Ohio in the Division Three Top 25 this week. Mount Union came in at number three. John Carroll is at number 20. No school in the Heartland Conference is in the top 25 or even honorable mention this week. No, not in the top 25, but Hanover is playing Albion today, and that's a big matchup. Obviously, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are up here at Trine today, so that's another big matchup. Everybody's trying to get their final non-conference games in before conference play starts in just two weeks. In games last week around the Heartland Conference, it was Hanover defeating Adrian 21-14. to Bluffton lost to St. Vincent 34-14. Albion blank defiance 51-0. It was Lakeland over Anderson in a shootout 54-41. Franklin won over Rhodes 36-29. Alma beat Manchester 47-23. We told you that Rose won this afternoon last week over Trine here 
at Shy Field by a final of 31 to 30. So today around the conference, Hanover is at Albion. Manchester goes to Olivet. Bluffton will be at Kalamazoo. It is University of Wisconsin Platteville at Franklin. And at 2 o'clock, Rose Holman will be at Hope. At 4, Denison goes, or excuse me, Denison uh, will not go to Earlham. For some reason, Hartland puts Earlham football on their schedule. I can't figure out why, but nonetheless, they do. <laughs> and Anderson is at Alma. That game is going to kick off at 6 o'clock. This is really the last week. Defiance is off this week. This is the last. Next week is a, is a week off, not only for the Mount, but the rest of the Heartland Conference. Defiance will be the only team in action next week, and that is because they'll be taking on Alfred State. And Alfred, coming back from New York, I mean, two games in three weeks, they're going to be playing in Ohio. That's a heck of a trip for them. Yeah, and then we're talking about Tron here. They actually go down to Danville, Kentucky next weekend and, and take on center. So Tron's playing a pretty tough non-conference schedule. You get Rose, Mount St. Joseph, and center in back-to-back-to-back weeks. So I'm getting prepared for the MIA conference. When we come back, we'll talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton after this. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312-248-43. Hop here before today's game with Trine. I want to go back to last week's game and talk a little bit about what we have discovered is you've got a little more depth on this team. And with all the illnesses and the injuries and everything, are you pleasantly surprised with what you're seeing out of the kids that are coming off the bench and playing? Yeah, for sure. I I think, I mean, you get nervous when you have guys slated to start and then for whatever reason, whether injuries or other reasons that they have to be out, it definitely makes you nervous just from a preparation standpoint. And usually it's a young guy stepping up or somebody that maybe hasn't had the chance to prove they can play at a varsity level yet. So it definitely makes you nervous. But we experienced that this spring, too, where we had to put guys out there to play a game, and it you know works out. So I think it's helped our coaching staff also trust what we're doing as a program, the types of kids we're recruiting, and even though it might not necessarily be as good at first, that the kids are figuring it out and working hard to, you know, put a good product out there. With everything that's been going on, and of course with the loss the first week, bouncing back 33-14 last week, you had to really be happy about that and the way they played. Yeah, I'll take it for sure. It was good to get back on the winning track, and um, you could definitely see a pep in the step, you know, because we felt like we played okay in week one, just not well enough to win. Too many mistakes, so we cleaned it up, and it was just good to, you know, have a little success. A couple players I want to bring up from last week. Mariano McKenzie really seemed to put a spark in the offense from the running game last week. 
Yeah, he's definitely been patient too. You know, obviously Josh runs the ball a lot and um, Coach Cora likes to throw a lot and, and things like that. But when he gets his chance, he runs just as hard, whether he gets five carries in a row or one every couple drives. And so it's just good to see him, um, you know, ready to strike when it's time. Is he one of those kids, Hop, that the more reps he gets, the more times he touches the ball? I mean, obviously, but he's more apt to break one then. Yeah, I think so. I think running back's a rhythm position, so I think, you know, the more we just trust him, it you could get stopped, get stopped, get stopped, and then break one. So I, I definitely think it takes some patience, not only from um, Mariano's standpoint or the running back standpoint, but also from a play-calling standpoint. And Anthony Wright has been outstanding at that star linebacker position. What have you seen has been his growth from the spring to now? A lot of natural ability. Saw that in the spring in his freshman year. But this year now it's understanding the scheme, understanding how it all works, how he fits to it, and then confidence just to make plays against really good players. Um, and, you know, the difference between good and great players is, you know, good players basically do what you ask. Great players do even more. So it's like, okay, he does what you ask and then a little bit more too, or a little more pop, or it's a big hit instead of just a tackle and things like that. But his confidence level has definitely grown. Is he one of those linebackers, Hop, that they used to call like a ball hawker? Oh yeah, I mean that's and and that's really what the star position is. It can be a mix of you know a true nickelback, defensive back, but really it's somebody that's comfortable in space. In that spot, you have the best view of the offense, but you're also put in the tightest spot. Usually, that best athlete's being put in space with you and things like that. So somebody that's comfortable playing backwards, forwards, in with the lineman, back with the you know, and so he's just a little bit of everything. So, um, but he definitely has a knack of, of finding the football. Okay, week three, after the first couple of weeks, how do you feel about where this team is right now? I feel good. I feel good. Um, you know, I, I get nervous every week. You never know what the lineup's going to be these days and uh, for a lot of different reasons. And, and non-conference this year especially has been interesting because it's all new opponents. So people we've never prepared for, some people we've never even seen on film before. Um, and so feel pretty good with all that and how it's been and um, – you know, feel like things are setting up pretty good before the bye week and, you know, tough opponent against Trine. But guys are working hard and, and you know, still full steam ahead. The quarterback for Trine, Alex Price, is he almost like a carbon copy of Josh Taylor or what do you see the differences in their games? Because they sure look alike on the field. <laughs> I'll, I'll say similar, but I, I'm, you know, a little biased to Josh to say yeah. that anybody's a carbon copy. And I think if you ask Trine's coach, I think he'd find a place for Josh too. Maybe not, in, <laughs> maybe not in place of him, but I think he'd find somewhere for him to play. I know he asked me not to bring him this week, so. Um, I mean, he, but but similar in the ways that he he'll make it work, you know. And and there's definitely a beauty in that of having somebody like that at quarterback that you don't know how it's going to get done, but you think it's going to get done. And, and Price definitely has that ability. And he's going to be a key ingredient to this afternoon's ball game, Chris. For trying, they come in averaging 41 points a game, giving up 22 and a half. The Lions come in after two weeks, they are scoring at a rate of 26 and a half points a game and giving up 25. So it's really going to be the keys to the ball game, how they handle Price and the Lions not committing any turnovers. Just hope the defense can bring the same intensity they had last week, maybe create one or two turnovers, being able to give this offense short field. And then, as you said, protect the football offensively, and it's going to be a dogfight today. Well, mount up. It's ready for football action here this afternoon in Angola. It is a pair of one-and-one teams. The Mount St. Joseph Lions on the road for the first time, finishing their non-conference schedule against Trine. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Chris Morris. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
you've been listening to the Cover 3 Financial Mount St. Joseph Lions pregame show, a comprehensive look at the upcoming Lions game. Mount St. Joseph University College Football is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University College Football. He's going to keep it around the right-hand side to midfield. Breaks it into the clear to the 40, 35, 30, 20, 15. Cuts back to the middle, to the 10, to the 5, and he's into the end zone for the score. This game on UltimateSportsTalk.com is being brought to you by Barbarian Apparel in Cincinnati. Contact them at BarbarianCustomers at gmail.com. The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Call Nicole for a party at 513-834-8607. Iron sharpens iron. Call at 513-383-9773. The Mount St. Joseph University. Cover 3 Investor Financing. Call 513-970-5531. The Roar Store on the Mount St. Joseph campus. LIT Wellness Solutions. Call us at 513-659-3017. Dr. Libby Spees. Call for an appointment at 513-246-8900. Official Investigators and Security Services. Call now at 844-263-3424. Mount St. Joseph University Sports is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the field for this Lions game. It is an absolutely magnificent day for college football here in northeastern Indiana. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Good to have you along here this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we go on the road for college football the first time this year. And the Lions 1-1 one and one, taking on the Trine Thunder at 1-1 one and one also in the first annual MIAA Heartland Conference Challenge, which will be begin this year and then last for quite a while as Game 3 of the non-conference schedule will be dictated by teams out of this conference. Alongside Chris Morris and Chris Boy, this one, you talk about pomp and circumstance. Trine University is bringing all of it to this game. Yeah, we give it wide out here for Trine University fans. They just ran out to the ACDC with the Thunder. They had the band lined up in the tee, running out into the field. So uh, really exciting atmosphere here today and uh, beautiful weather and ready to get this thing kicked off. We've talked about the facilities here in Angola, just absolutely magnificent facilities here. I mean, you can't get – this is not second rate to anybody, not only in the Heartland Conference, but maybe D2 football around the country. Boy, Trine has really put the money into their facilities and bringing players into this college. Brand new uh, press box. We were able to tour that this morning. Brand inside is magnificent. Brand new scoreboard and uh, brand new turf field. So uh, 
really good atmosphere and, uh, like you said, top-notch facilities up here in Angola, Indiana. Also, Caleb Carrill sitting at home. His wife had their baby last night, so he is at home and doing the offensive coordinator duties this afternoon, Charlie Mullins. I don't know how many times Charlie right now has maybe upchucked a little bit, but he is really nervous. The Lions, it appears, I believe, Chris, have won the toss and they have deferred, which means Trine is going to get the kickoff to start this football game. But this is going to be the first opportunity for the quarterback coach, Charlie Mullins, to be able to call plays in a real in a game at the varsity level. Yeah, we talked to Coach Mullins earlier this morning, and, uh, you know, he showed a lot of excitement. He's ready to go. The team's ready to go, and uh, this is a big opportunity for the Mount to represent the HCAC. This is going to be fun here this afternoon. Let's check out the lineups, first of all, for the Lions defense here this afternoon, which is giving up an average of 276 yards in total offense. They play that 4-3 under Rick Thompson. Noah Hammond, Bo Cooning, Nick Brokering, and Declan Brophy will be across the front line for the Lions. The linebackers are Julius Fisher, Jonathan Finn, and Anthony Wright, who leads the team in tackles with 16, and he's got one forced fumble this year. And the defensive backfield will be Deshaun Starks and Noah Abel, and at the safety positions, Austin Price and Troy Speakman. Lions are in their road white tops with dark blue pants, dark blue numerals, gold trim, and white helmets, and they will be going from left to right across your computer screen. There is virtually no wind, no clouds in sight here in northeast Indiana. This one promises to be a very good one. Rose came in here last week and defeated Trine 31-30 when their coach, Abs, went for two points with a minute 30 to go instead of trying to kick the game-tying extra point. Back set to return for trying will be Kieran Pearson and Kashawn Amundsen. They are back at about their five-yard line. Kyle Farfsing is back in the lineup today, and he has taken over the kickoff and field goal duties. He approaches. Here we go. Low line drive. Kick spins end over end, and it'll be taken in at the five-yard line by Kashawn Amundsen. Amundsen cuts it out to the 30, and he's going to break it out to the 35-yard line where he is brought down by the Lions, and that is where Trine will start first and ten from their own 36-yard line. Nice return by Amundsen. He was able to get a couple blockers and come to the near side near us and get it out to about the 37-yard line, and Trine's offense comes out on the field, and hopefully the Mount defense brings some energy, and let's get this one going. Alex Price, the quarterback, and he's got just off to the right of him his running back, Zane Kirby. Kirby averaging 4.6 yards per carry. Goodig, Alex, Adam Goodig, excuse me, is the tight end in the slot on the left side position. And the handoff, fake handoff. Price is going to keep it up the middle. It's going to be hit and dropped right away by, guess who? Anthony Wright. Talk about Anthony Wright coming downhill in the first play of the game. Price decides to keep it. And uh, Anthony or Anthony Wright comes downhill flying for a tackle for the loss in 15 in white. He was our pregame guest, of course. And he comes in and collects the first tackle of the ball game. Loss of a yard, second down. 11 yards to go from the 35. Gooding in motion. Now sets up tight end right. It is Kirby to the right. Price is going to roll out to the right. He's going to throw the ball deep up the field. He's got a receiver, and it is going to be knocked away and incomplete. Boy, getting back just in time for the Lions was the defensive back. Austin Price, number five for the Lions, was great man-to-man coverage. Tron decided to take a shot downfield. Price threw a beautiful ball, but Price was able to get there and 
break it up for the Lions on a big second down attempt right there. Price out of West Claremont High School. Into the ball game now is another linebacker, Nick Stevenson. He'll bring up third down and 11 yards to go for Trine. Kirby is off to the left-hand side. Ball near the near hash mark. Bryce gets the snap. Boy, it looked like there was movement. Nothing. Bryce is going to get hit. Throws it over the middle. It is complete on the play. Nice catch by Trine. Connor Arthur. And he picks up the first down in Mount Territory across the 50 to the 47-yard line. Nice job by Price. He was able to get, we, the Mount was able to get some pressure on him in the pocket. He was able to step up and find Connor Arthur right across the middle of the field for the first down. 22-yard completion on the play, so first down 10 for Trine as they send three receivers out wide to the right-hand side. They've got Brandon Klein out wide to the right. Fumble on a snap from center. The Lions have jumped on it at the 50-yard line. Another fumble recovery for Mount St. Joseph defensively. Number 97, Noah Hammond, comes up with the fumble recovery, and it looks like Price wasn't ready for the snap, Dave. Hits right off his chest protector and drops to the ground, and Noah Hammond comes away with the ball, and the Lions start at midfield. Well, we talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the game, about turnovers are going to be a key to this one, and right now there's the first one by Trine. Yeah, it is. if you watched the film of Trine last week, Dave, it happened to him last week. He wasn't ready for the snap, fumbled it off his hands, and again, opening drive of the week. The fumble recovery puts the mountain lines in 50-yard line to start his first possession. And here we go. The Lions just over the 50-yard line. And they have got their quarterback, Josh Taylor, throwing it over the middle. And it is complete over the middle on the plate to the tight end, Gary Powell. Powell with his first catch of the year out of Western Brown High School. And it's a pickup of about five on the play inside the 45-yard line to the 44 of trying. So both teams have marched into the other team's territory and the Lions after that recovery they're going to send Taylor around to the right side. Now he's going to cut back to the middle. He's going to be hit and he's going to lose about a yard as they'll gain tackling at about the 45 yard line. Lions trying the quarterback draw or quarterback sneak around to this near side near us and uh, Trine's defense was really good at pursuiting and keeping everything in line there for the tackle for no gain. Third down, six yards to go for the Lions. Running back just to the left of Taylor is Mariano McKenzie. Now he's going to line up in the pistol right behind Josh. Powell is tight end on the right-hand side. Spread formation for the Lions. Two receivers out wide to the far side. Good snap. Taylor drops back. Gets a heavy rush. He's going to cut it up the middle. Now he's going to cut it off to the far side. He's going to pick up the first down to the 40, to the 35, and he's going to be brought down at the 34-yard line after a gain of about 13 and a first down for the Lions. Talk about it time and time again. Taylor's able to make something happen out of nothing. Tron was able to get really good pressure into the backfield. He stepped up, made a couple juke moves, and was able to get the first down and a couple more yards as the Lions continue this drive. Brock out wide to the left-hand side. So is Joey Newton. Hunley is into the ball game now for the first time. He comes out wide to the right-hand side. Kinhold is into the ball game. This is his first appearance this season. Fake handoff, dropping back Taylor, looking over on first and ten. Throws it down the middle. He's got Brock at the ten for the five. Touchdown, Lions! Great, great, great route by Austin Brock right there. He got the uh, safety on the bite on the out route, came back across for the inside post, and Taylor put a great pass into the middle of the field, and Brock scores the touchdown for the Lions. Lions lead at 6-0, 12 4 to go in period number one. 
And coming in to attempt the extra point will be Kyle Farsi. Can't speak enough on that route by Austin Brock. The coaching staff's going to love that on film, Dave. Lions take the early 6-0 lead. Farsi, first time this year. He's been out the last two weeks. Gets a good snap. Rutgers in the hole. The kick is up, and it is good. 7-0 Lions. 12-04 left to go in the first quarter from Trine on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Are you ready to focus on your health and well-being? Are you ready to create a culture where the values of health and wholeness are promoted and practiced? I'm Tanya Fosnock Jolliffe, proud MSJ alum and the founder of LIT Wellness Solutions. My years of experience as a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist have taught me that lasting health transformation requires focusing on all dimensions of well-being and not just physical health. Check us out at LITWellnessSolutions.com to learn more about how you can begin creating a culture of wellness for yourself, your family, and your business. Well, the Lions take the early 7 to nothing lead on the fourth touchdown catch of the year by Austin Brock. Sixth touchdown pass by Taylor. And it's 7 nothing, 12.04 to go in the first quarter. Farsing will kick it off for the Lions. Pearson and Davis are back set to return. Four tries. David looks like Ryan Murray kicking it off, number 20. And that will be Murray. Murray kicks it off, high end over end. It'll be taken in by Davis at the 5. To the 10, 15, cuts it to the 20. Up the near side, and he is smacked and brought down at the 27-yard line. Number 22, Jonathan Finn, laid the wood on that kickoff return. What a smack by Finn. 11.59 left to go in this first quarter, and trying down 7-0. Has it first and 10 at their own 27. Well, they're going to spot him at the 28. That's a surprise. Maybe his feet, when he got upended, ended up at the 28, but not the ball. So that's where Trine will start it, and Alex Price, the quarterback, it will take the snap from center. He has got Kirby to his left, hand off to Kirby on a sweep to the right-hand side, across the 30, 35, 40. He's got one man to beat that, Speakman, and into Mount Territory. Speakman takes him down at about the 46-yard line. Talked about Kirby in the pregame. Really good running back. Got some great outside blocking by the rod receivers and was able to take it to the far side of the field and get up to the sideline for a big gain for Trine. 28 yards on the carry by Kirby. Into the ball game now to replace Kirby after that long run is Joe Joe Forney, number 20. Forney off to the right-hand side to Price. Spread formation, three receivers out to this side. Dropping back Price, he's going to throw it up the right side and overthrew his intended receiver, Kale Lawson, on the far side. Number one, Noah Abel on the coverage there for the Lions. Looks like they were just coming for a comeback route. Price's ball just sailed over the top of the head and was out of bounds. So that will bring up second down 10 from the Lions' 45-yard line. 7-0, mount on top of it. We have just begun. Price looking things over onto the shotgun. Checking the receivers, now checking off. and Looks over the defense, and now will take the snap. Drops straight back. He's going to look up the far side, and he has got a pass, and it's going to be almost intercepted by Troy Speakman, and immediately... We have got some pushing and shoving and some words going on between Speakman and the intended receiver, Karen Pearson. Credit Rick Thompson and his defense again bringing pressure on Price. He brought uh, Anthony Wright again on the inside linebacker blitz and Troy Speakman on a great defensive play to bat that ball away. 
11-18 to go in the first quarter. Lions lead at 7 nothing. Kind of surprised, though, Chris, there wasn't a flag thrown on that play because Pearson actually grabbed a hold of Speakman by the face mask and shoved him away, but there was no flag. Yeah, replays showed both of them just going up and getting it at the same time, so good call on the no call. Pearson on the left-hand side, tight formation now, moving in motion is Josh Davis. He's going to take it on the sweep around the near side. Good block outside by trying. And Davis is going to take it inside the 40. Broke free and then ran out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. That's going to be a gain of about 15 yards on a play and another first down for trying. Yeah, trying bringing the jet sweep coming to the near side of the field. And got an outstanding block by the uh, running back and was able to catch up field for the first down. Boy, this one's shaping up right now, Chris, to be a shootout. In the Mount Territory, now they go with two running backs, Kirby and Dominic Crowder in the backfield, on either on each side of the quarterback, Alex Price. Pearson is out wide to the left-hand side. And a high snap, but Kirby gets the handoff from Price. He's going to be hit at the 30. Struggles forward to about the 28-yard line for a gain of a couple. Maybe three as they're going to spot him at about the 27. Hand off to Kirby there for trying, and really good job by the defensive line, just kind of staying in, staying in pursuit, and a gang tackle there for the Lions. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, Colin Goble, who was not put on our two-deep chart. Nick Broken got some great pressure up the middle there on the replay, Dave. Sorry to cut you off. Now Adam Gooding is into the ball game. And also coming out wide to the left-hand side is Connor Arthur. Pearson is out wide left, excuse me, and Arthur is going to line up slot left. Gooding tight end right. Now he moves in motion. Now lines up to the right of the right tackle. Kirby in the backfield. And the handoff goes to Kirby. Cuts it off the left-hand side. Hit by Anthony Wright. And stopped right at the 25-yard line. They may give him the 24. And that will bring up second down. Make it third down and about five yards to go. Once again, credit this defensive line of creating pressure and, and kind of keeping that running game kind of bottled up right now for trying. Arthur is going to line up on the slot right as they look over to their offensive coordinator. They've got dual offensive coordinators, Eric Ravalette and Jacob Kinsey. Trying down 7 nothing, but marching into Mount Territory. Second down 5 from the 25-yard line of the Mount. Price, fake handoff. Price is going to throw over the middle to Arthur, and it's incomplete. Nice coverage there by Austin Price. Trying Renzi RPO. Play action off the belly of Kirby, and uh, he was looking for the inside post, very similar to the Mount touchdown, and Price's throw just sailed over the head. Good coverage there, Austin Price for the Mount. And... On fourth down, they will bring in their field goal kicker, Ryan Hibbets. Hibbets, senior, six foot, 205 pounder. He's got a long field goal this year of 46 yards. He's two for two. They're going to spot it at the 32-yard line, so this will be a 42-yard attempt from the near hash mark. Good snap from center. Hibbets gets the kick up. High end over end, and it is good. Nine minutes exactly to go in this first quarter. Your score from trying. It's the Mount St. Joseph Lions 7, trying 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. 
Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, that drive for Trine, it was eight plays, 48 yards, and two minutes, 59 seconds, culminating in a 42-yard field goal by Ryan Hibbets. And it makes it a 7-3 ball game with nine minutes to go here in the first quarter. Mentioned it being a complete, uh, complete shot, or a shootout, possibly, and uh, <laughs> both teams on the scoreboard early here in the first quarter. Trey Speakman back set to return, along with looks like Austin that Price, looks like, or is that number six? It's either, yeah, it's either. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is Price. Back set to return. He has not returned a kickoff yet this year. So Price back set to return along with Troy Speakman. And Speakman, boy, does he want the ball right now. Hibbets is going to kick it off as they get it lined up. And the kickoff high end over end. It's going to go to Speakman. Speakman's going to take it in at the 7. Cuts to the middle of the field to the 15. To the 20. He's got a couple of blockers. Now cuts it back outside. And before he gets it to the 20... He gets hit at the 18-yard line, and that's where he will be brought down after an 11-yard return. Good coverage there by Trine's kickoff. Speakman tried to go far side, but just was no room to go, and really good coverage there by Trine. So the Lions leading at 7-3 get the football back. 8.53 remaining to go in this first quarter. This is one of these days, Chris, where I think you're thankful that you're wearing the white jerseys and not the dark ones. About 80 degrees out here today, but just great weather for football. Taylor drops back, throws over the middle, complete two. Austin Brock for another catch. And that's going to be about an eight-yard gain out to the 25-yard line. Nice read there by Josh Taylor. He saw uh, the safety was able to come back and, and drop off of man press, and uh, Brock just got a couple yards right there for the pass completion. Sure did look like Brock got a lot more yardage than what they gave him. They've spotted him at the 24-yard line. Brings up second down five. McKenzie to the left of Taylor. Taylor looks like he's audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. Strips out to the far side. Fake handoff. Taylor throws out. Complete to a receiver at the 30-yard line. That'll be close to a first down on the play. And the catch made by Kinhalt. Chandler Kinhalt with his first catch of the season. And it brings up first down as the Lions got enough for the first. Now Kinhalt will stay in the game. He comes out wide to the near side. Here on the right side of the direction the Lions are going. Joey Newton and Austin Brock are also out that side. Tight end left is Powell. In the backfield is... Mariano McKenzie and Taylor is going to keep it around the left-hand side to the left tackle. Struggles forward, and he's going to be brought down at about the 32-yard line. Gain of a couple. Good pressure right there by the trying defensive line. Just looked like they were trying to do a quarterback draw with Taylor and just limit the runs right there by Tron's defense. 7.28 and running. Left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead it 7-3. Trips out to the near side. Howell lines up tight end left. Now McKenzie lines up to the right of Taylor. Ball in the far hash mark. Looking over the 3-4, showing blitz. Now Taylor's going to keep it off the right side this time. And he's going to cut it up to about the 34-yard line. That's just a gain of a couple. Gibson with the tackle. Make it third and seven for the Lions. Going to leave the Lions here with a third and seven. Back-to-back plays, just getting one or two yards right there for the Lions off the quarterback run. 
Lions need to get it out to the 40, and they've got it at about the 36, they make it the 34-yard line, so it's a long seven, a short six. McKenzie now in the pistol, right behind Taylor at quarterback. Powell tied in left. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions. Snap taken by Taylor. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the right. Heavy rush. Runs to the sideline. And now he is going to throw a jump pass up the field. And it's going to be incomplete. He did throw it past the line of scrimmage. So it is a legal pass. Smart play by Taylor. Uh, Tron was able to bring a lot of pressure on the outside. Even brought a linebacker on a blitz and flushed him out of the pocket. And just a smart play. Nothing downfield. Throw it away and live to live it. Another down. So the Lions will punt the football away. Ryan Murray will come in to kick it. Murray has done an outstanding job punting this season for the Lions. Averaging 37 yards a kick. And back set to return is Amison. And we have got a flag down before the snap was ever taken. And let's see what the call is. It's going to be a legal procedure against the Lions. Punt goes out of bounds. There is a flag on play, however. Ball start. Offense. Number 51. Five-yard penalty. Fifth workout. So the Lions will continue to punt it away. Ryan Murray will kick it away and with 621 remaining in this first quarter. Boy, right now, that's the first stop by either defense. Good snap. And Murray's going to kick it away, but the flag is down again. The side judge this time called a penalty. And let's see what the call will be. I don't know. Number 34 trying before that snap, Mark Guerrero seemed to be yelling and gesturing something to Troy Speakman. But there is no... Really nothing called, Chris. Yeah, I did see on the replay that he kind of gestured at him, but there was no flag called. Yeah, so it'll be 4th and 11, and the punt away by Murray. Good punt. It'll be taken in at the 33 by Amundsen. He's going to cut it to the right-hand side, to the 40, to the 45, and he's going to be spun out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Great return by Anderson. Troy Speakman had a chance to make a tackle and just was able to break the tackle. Anderson took it to the far side of the field for a big gain and starts trying near midfield. That was a 39-yard punt and a return of 11 yards, so a net of 28. And it takes it out to the trine 47-yard line. Alex Bryce comes back in a quarterback. They've got Gooding, the tight end, on the right side, but he's lining up right behind the right guard. Now he moves in motion to the near side. Receivers out wide to the left. Kirby, the running back, gets it around the left-hand side. The handoff, he'll be hit behind the line. Struggle forward and be brought down at the 45-yard line. That's a loss of two. Good coverage by the Lions. Deshaun Starks in on that play. Great coverage right there by the Lions defense. Anthony White was right there to kind of contain the run and keep Kirby bottled up. Devin Donaworth was also in on the tackle. He's in at safety now. Noah Abel is the corner out to the left-hand side, and the corner out to the right-hand side for the Lions is Andrew Pierce. So it'll be second down and call it 12. 5.25 5.25 left to go. Hand off to Kirby right up the middle. Hit and dropped immediately. 
Boy, he got hit right at the line of scrimmage by Brady Buller, Chris. Lions defensive line is doing a really good job as far as kind of bottling up Kirby here on the run game. Trons really trying to get this run game started early on. Stevenson comes in and leaving the ball game is Donor, excuse me, Price. The safety. Lions going with a dime package. Now Price in a passing situation. Third down, 11 from the 46-yard line in their own territory of trying. Price looks things over. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle. It's complete and brought down right at the 45-yard line in Mount Territory. They'll be shy by about three yards on the play. That pass was caught by Connor Arthur. And it brings up fourth down and a long two. That was Colin Goble with the catch, excuse me. 4.20 remaining and going for it on fourth down here is trying. Fourth down, call it a long two from the 45-yard line of the mound. Pierce with Kirby off to the right. Two tight ends set up now at the wing positions for trying. Receivers out wide on both sides. Lions playing a press defense. Hand off to Kirby up the middle. He's got the first down to the 40. Breaks free and brought down by Anthony Wright at the 34-yard line on the play. 11 yards on the carry and a first down for Trine on that fourth of goal. The gamble plays out for Trine. They hand it off to Kirby, and he's able to sneak through a couple holes in the middle of the, of the offensive line and was able to gain the first down. So first down going for Trine as they pick it up on fourth down. Kirby, six carries, 44 yards so far in this ballgame for an average of 7.3 a carry. Price, now he's got two receivers out wide on both sides, and the running backs wide between him with Crowder and Price. And the fake handoff to Price, he's going to throw it up the right side to Noah Abel's side, and Abel knocks it away incomplete. Trying to go to Connor Arthur, excuse me, Pearson, and Abel, nice defensive play. Trying to do the play action right there and trying to go up top again to Pearson. Look at taking a shot at the end zone. And once again, number one in white, Noah Abel making a great one-on-one defensive play. So that'll bring up second down. 3.20 left to go in this first quarter. Trying moving the football down the field. Going from right to left. Now off to the left-hand side, Joe Forney, a sophomore out of Peoria, Arizona. He's the running back to the left of Price. Price with a tight formation. Fake handoff. Now he gives it off to Forney around the right side. Price keeps it himself, and he's going to struggle forward and get hit for no gain. Noah Hammond in on the tackle. Great job. 97 on the mount. Was able to stick with the quarterback. He decided to keep it that time Price did and was able to be dropped behind the line of scrimmage. Neither quarterback so far, Chris, has been able to really establish a run except for the one play that Taylor had on the scramble. Yeah, really good job by 97 White, Noah Heyman. Really good job of reading that offensive play. Gooding's out of the ball game now. Into the contest is Colin Goble. Goble back in. Lawson lines up at a receiver on the left-hand side along with Goble. Connor Arthur at the slot on the right-hand side. Forney still in the ball game at the running back position. On third down and 11. Dropping back is Price. Price going to lost the pocket. He's going to collapse and be dropped at the 40-yard line. Second sack of the afternoon for the Lions defense. 
all the way back to the 40-yard line, a loss of about seven, and it'll bring up fourth down for Trine. All that was created off a two-linebacker blitz that created the pocket to collapse, and the Lions' defensive line once again gets pressure and was able to get the sack. Lions thought they'd be able to put some pressure on with their linebackers, Chris, and so far they've been able to do it. Yeah, Rick Thompson dialed up a great blitz right there, brought both linebackers down the middle of the field, coming downfield, and was able to get the sack. Brandon Moore is the punter, averaging 39 punts a kick, one inside the 20 this year so far. Troy Speakman back set to return at about his five, and Moore gets it away, and Speakman is going to let it hit, and it's going to go out of bounds, a coffin corner kick. And they are going to spot it out of bounds at about the nine-yard line, called maybe the ten, with a minute 38 left to go. In this first quarter of play, Lions lead at 7-3. Nice job by Moore to pin the Lions back inside the 10-yard line to start this drive. So Josh Taylor will be the quarterback again as he comes in. Taylor so far in the ball game, 4 of 5, passing 51 yards. And he's run the ball four times for 13 yards. And the Lions have it. With Mariano McKenzie right behind Taylor. Fake handoff. Throws over the middle. And incomplete. Just led Charles Kinhalt just a little bit too far. And it'll bring up second down. Lions create a play action pass there. He had Kinhalt right over the middle on an inside slant. Just kind of out through it. Right off the fingertips of number 18 and White Kinhalt. Second and 10. They've spotted the ball right at the 10-yard line. Lions have two receivers coming out wide to the left-hand side. That's Hunley. And Joey Newton. And the handoff going to Mariana McKenzie off left tackle. He's going to take it out close to the 13-yard line. Gain of about three on the play. And it will be third down and about seven yards to go for the Lions as the clock is running a minute 20 left. In the first period. Hand the ball off to McKenzie and credit Tron's defensive line just kind of bottling up the run game for both teams. That was the first carry of the afternoon for Mariano. Saw him this morning at breakfast also, and he was... Raring to go. Taylor with McKenzie off to the left-hand side. Minute left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead it 7-3 to three on third down and about seven. And Brock is going to throw it out on the right-hand side. Complete to Ken Hall at the 32-yard line. First down for the Lions after a 16-yard reception. Really nice touch right there by Josh Taylor. Found Ken Holt in the middle of that zone on the outside route for the first down. Nice throw by Taylor. He just put that thing right over the outstretched hands of the cornerback to Ken Holt for the first down. Out to the 32-yard line. This drive started at their own 10. 34 seconds to go in the first quarter. Lines with the stack receiver look, and they throw it out to the left-hand side. Complete to Kinhold again. Across the 35, out to about the 37-yard line. That'll be a gain of five and brings up second and five. Clock will stop on the out-of-bounds. So it'll bring up second down five. Let's see the clock running now with 20 seconds if the Lions choose to run another play here at the end of the quarter. It's really no wind whatsoever. Ten seconds left to go. Taylor comes up to the line of scrimmage. Looks at the clock. Looks like the Lions might try to run a play. They don't have to. They'll take the snap. Now, Taylor drops back. Good protection throw over the middle. Complete on the play. Out near midfield. And that was knocked away and out of the hands of Austin Brock. Incomplete. And that will do it for the end of the first quarter. When we come back, 
It will be third down, five yards to go for the Lions as we begin the second. Your score at the end of the first 15 minutes, Mount St. Joseph 7, trying 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. If you're looking for a pediatrician that will take time to listen with genuine concern and compassion, make an appointment with Mount St. Joseph alum, Dr. Libby Spees. Call 513-246-8900. Dr. Spees has been a part of the Cincinnati area all of her life and has experienced a lifelong affinity for working with children and helps them feel comfortable. She gets to know the patient, not just their medical charts, but their interests, hobbies, likes, and dislikes. So become a part of the Speech Medical family. Call today for an appointment. Dr. Libby Speech, 513-246-8900. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to Textbook Delivery Hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Lions big play here to open the second quarter of action from Trine. They lead it 7-3. to three. Now they'll be going from right to left across your computer screen. Taylor has got Mariano McKenzie to the left of him. Receivers out wide with Powell, the tight end, on the left-hand side. Taylor audibleizing at the line of scrimmage now, and he'll take the snap, dropping back. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got Brock complete at midfield, breaks the tackle to the 45, cuts to the far side, to the 40. He'll be run out of bounds at the 36-yard line. 27 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions. Once again, good job by Taylor. Tron was able to bring both linebackers in on the blitz. He was able to stay patient, find Brock across the middle of the field. Brock was able to carry it up about five or ten more yards after the catch and a big first down for the Lions on third down. Outstanding play for the Lions. As the Lions now, that's Cam York into the ball game for the first time. He comes out wide to the right-hand side, now switches, goes to the left. Ken Holt is going to be just to the left of York. Now they switch sides. Joey Newton to the right-hand side. Fake handoff. Taylor on a bootleg. Runs to the left-hand side. He's going to throw it into the end zone. Tried to get it to Ken Holt, and it's over his head incomplete. Smart decision right there by Taylor. He had Ken Holt one-on-one near the end zone, but decided there's really good defense by the DB and uh, just throw it over top of both of their heads and live to see the second down. Taylor now 7 for 11 in the passing department for 111 yards. 14-13 left to go. At halftime, our guest, Blake Watson, Sports Information Director at Mount St. Joseph University, will be our guest. Don't forget, next week is the week off of the Lions, the bye week. Ken Holt, wide left, off the line of scrimmage. Brock in the slot. He's on the line of scrimmage. Take handoff. Taylor throws out to the right side and over the head of Joey Newton. And boy, Josh Taylor just took a shot and right in front of the official and no call. And the official now talking with Taylor for, I don't know what he could explain away on that play as to why it wasn't a roughing the passer penalty, but Taylor had gotten rid of the ball easily. Yeah, I agree. It should have been a flag on that play. He got rid of it and was slung down to the ground by the defensive line there right in front of the ref. Jacob Yoder is the one that came in and did the deed. McKenzie to the right of Taylor. 
It's third down, 10 yards to go, 14-10 to go in the second quarter. Taylor will take the snap, throws out to the far side, and it is complete to Brock, breaks the tackle at the 30. He's got the first down inside the 25-yard line. Nice job by the offensive line to give Taylor enough time to get it back out to his favorite target. Brock was able to convert that again on another big third down, first down Lions. Boy, the Lions are just methodically moving the football down the field. That is their sixth first down of this first half of action. McKenzie in the pistol formation right behind Taylor, the quarterback, out of the shotgun. Powell is lined up tight end left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Cam York on the far side all by himself. Now Taylor spins away, gets away from a tackler. He's going to tuck it under, cut it at the 20 to the 15, cuts back to the inside, hit at the 10, and spins down at the 10. 15 yards on the scramble, and Taylor gets another first down. Just one of those highlight plays for Josh Taylor. Gets flushed out of the pocket, was able to spin around, make a few juke moves, and then again, moving the chains for the Lions, first down. Well, the Lions now first and goal. I believe they've got it right at the 10-yard line. So it's first and goal for the Lions at the trying 10. Joey Newton and Austin Brock out wide to the far side. Mariano McKenzie out of the pistol. Hand off to McKenzie right up the middle, and he is going to be dropped immediately on the play by Justin Engle, the outside linebacker. Boy, nobody accounted for Engle. You know, one name we have not mentioned so far is Nate. Lions have done a good job of accounting for him on the field. So it's second down, right at the line of scrimmage, the 10-yard line. Second and goal for the Lions. McKenzie to the right. Drops back Taylor. Looking, he's under a heavy rush. He's just going to throw the ball away and incomplete out of bounds. You talked about Nate, and there he was, 44 in blue, put pressure on the quarterback. Smart play by Taylor again. Nothing downfield, throw it away. Well, the Lions get down here into the red zone, Chris, and Trine has really dialed up the pressure. They're coming with blitzes. Just be smart right here. No turnover, still walk away with a field goal at least and uh, have another shot here on third down to get into the end zone. Third and goal. 12.27 to go in the half. McKenzie into the ball game. Brock and Newton out wide to the right side with Powell lined up tight end right. Ken Hall on the left-hand side. Taylor looking over the defense. The 3-4 for Trine. Now backs it up. Fake handoff. Rolls to the right. Looks into the left-hand corner of the end zone. He's got McKenzie open. Touchdown, McKenzie for the Lions. Great touch by Josh Taylor again. He had McKenzie on the wheel route. Uh, they play action. McKenzie took a wheel route to the near side end zone corner. Taylor laid the ball right pretty. McKenzie comes away with a touchdown pass, and the Lions extend the lead 13-3. to Really good drive by the Lions right there. Outstanding throw and a great catch play call by Charlie Mullins. And with 12.20 to go in this first half of action, Lions lead it 13-3. to And coming in to attempt the extra point will be Kyle Parsing. Kyle drilled the first one. He's been out of the lineup for the first couple of weeks, but he is back in now. Parsing with Wyatt Rutgerson, the holder. Good snap. Rutgerson gets it down. Farsing puts it up and through. 12.20 to go in this first half of play from Angola. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 14, Prime 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. 14 to 3, Mount St. Joseph on top of it, here from Trine University. Lions in that drive, 90 yards in 4 minutes and 18 seconds, culminated with the 11-yard touchdown pass from Josh Taylor to Mariano McKenzie, and the Lions lead it by 11. For McKenzie on the year, that is his second touchdown of the season, his first receiving. So it will be Ryan Murray kicking it off. Back set to return for Trine, and going out of bounds, Pearson let it bounce out of bounds, so Trine will have it at the 35-yard line. Just looking back on that drive, Dave, 90 yards, credit the offensive line, Gabe Taylor, great great uh, time to, to find open receivers, very balanced drive right there, Ray was able to run the ball a few times with Taylor and McKenzie, and then obviously finding McKenzie in the end zone for the touchdown pass, and uh, just a really good drive right there for the Lions offense. So Price will direct the Thunder offense again as he comes out onto the field. So far in the ballgame, two of seven Price, 25 yards passing. Lions have done a good job of keeping him contained, but Zane Kirby has run six times for 44 yards in the ballgame. And he is in the contest to the right of Price. Connor Arthur is going to move into the slot left here in Pearson is wide to the left-hand side, to the right-hand side, excuse me. Gooning is the tight end. He moves in motion, now stops right behind the left tackle. Price with the ball in the near hash mark, hands it off to Kirby up the middle, hit behind the line. He'll struggle forward and pick up a couple on the play. Gain of, call it three, and it will bring up second down, seven yards to go. You mentioned Kirby carrying it uh, six times for 44 yards, but the Lions' defensive line has done a really good job against the run so far. Starks in a cornerback now for the Lions as he is going to cover up Pearson on the near side. Gooding in motion, moves out to the slot. Two receivers out wide to the far side for trying. Kirby in the backfield. Price long snap count now takes the snap. Looks to the left. He's going to throw it to the left, and it's almost intercepted by Noah Abel. And, boy, I'll tell you, Pearson got away with an offensive pass interference, Chris. He did, Dave. Noah, Noah Abel was going up to pick the ball off. Pearson brought him back down, pulled him down by his hips, and uh, should have been a flag there, but really good pressure by the Lions. And, once again, Noah Abel one-on-one has been really good. John Finn comes out back into the ball game now after a playoff is Anthony Wright. You're going to see a lot of that today because of the heat down on the field. It's about 80 degrees. Price, the quarterback with Kirby to the left of him. Ball on the near hash mark. Third down, seven yards to go, 11-39 left in the half. Lions leading at 14-3. Dropping back Price. Looks over the middle. It is complete on the play. He's close to a first down. The receiver but brought down immediately on the play at the 43-yard line. And now a flag is going to be called. They're going to call the Lions for unsportsmanlike conduct as they threw the receiver down, but Chris, that's exactly the same thing that was done to Josh Taylor two series ago. Absolutely terrible. 
Looks like the flag's coming off of the play, out of the screen of the picture of the replay. Happened down, way down the field, but uh, they are going to call the uh, personal foul on the Lions, and Trine will move into Lions territory. Wow. Well, the penalty gives Trine new life in Mount Territory at the 42-yard line. Eleven and a half remaining to go in this first half. Lions lead at 14 to three. Can tell you that's the same exact play that went uncalled against Josh Taylor in the last series. Receivers out wide on both sides. Gooding's going to move in motion from the left to the right. Kirby in the backfield. And Price, again, long snap count. Hand off to Kirby right up the middle. Cuts it inside the 40, and he'll take it to the 35-yard line. Good gain of about seven on the carry for Kirby. He's looking a lot more explosive, Chris, than he did what we saw against Rose last week. Yeah, really nice cutback right there for Kirby for a big gain. And uh, you could tell that he's got potential to break one. He's got the speed. He's big physical running back. Kirby stays in the ball game. Kirby, eight carries, 54 yards, just under seven yards a carry. 10.35 and running left to go in the first half of action. Trying moving from left to right. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. And fake handoff. Price is going to look up the left-hand side, hit as he throws, and it is complete to Arthur at the 10. He'll be hit at the 5, struggles forward, still trying to plow forward, and he's going to go in for the score. Great effort by Connor Arthur. Was able to catch a post pattern across the middle of the field and carried several lines defenders one or two yards into the end zone. 10-19 left to go in this first half of action, and Trine has come back on a very important drive and cut the lead to 14-9. Nice catch and throw by Price and Arthur. Had a good, good coverage by the offensive line, and Trine was a big, big-time drive right there to cut the lead to 14-10. Hibbets, the six-foot... 205-pound senior kicker. Number 90 comes in. He is 9 for 9 on extra points this year. And he will attempt the extra point to draw trying within four. High snap, but they get it down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 10-19 to go in the first half. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 14, trying 10 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Sometimes circumstances require the services of a private investigator. And when that happens, contact Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati. They specialize in surveillance, insurance fraud investigations, workers' comp, witness location and protection, accident reconstruction, and stolen auto and construction equipment. Official Investigations and Security Services also provides mobile notary services throughout the tri-state area. So for your needs, call the best. Courtesy, professionalism, experience, and results. Official Investigations and Security Services at 844-263-3424. Well, Trine comes back and makes it a 14-10 ball game on a drive of 65 yards in 2 minutes and 1 second. 
35-yard touchdown pass from Price to Connor Arthur, and Hibbets will kick it off. It's a high end over end that's going to go out of bounds, and the Lions will have it at their own 35-yard line. So Mount St. Joseph starts first and 10 from their own 35, 10-19 to go. We'll try to check some scores for you coming up here in just a little bit out of the Heartland. Right now, Albion in the third quarter is leading Hanover 10-7 to in their game. Got some other games going on around the conference. And as I said, we'll try to bring you up to date on those most likely at halftime, but we'll check them out as we go. Manchester losing to Olivet, 21 nothing in the second quarter. 10-19 to go. Out of the pistol formation, Taylor handoff to McKenzie, right up the middle, hit by the line, and he's going to struggle forward and gain about two, maybe three yards on the carry. Yeah, tried to draw a handoff to McKenzie, and that defensive line of trying just kind of stopped him in the steps and was only to get about a yard right there for Mariana McKenzie. So to bring up second down, eight yards to go, 9.55 and running. Blake Watson, our guest at halftime, another score out of the Heartland, Kalamazoo. In the second quarter, leading Bluffton 10 to nothing. That's the Lions' next opponent in two weeks in Bluffton. Taylor looking over to the sideline. Charlie Mullins is up in the booth calling the plays here today. Calls the plays down to the sideline, and then Taylor takes them from the sideline onto the field. Trips out to the far side. Taylor looks over the middle. Good protection. Throws it over to the 41-yard line. Caught by Kinhalt, and he's going to be stopped at the 40-yard line as he ran a little bit backwards. That'll be a game, call it of about four on the play, and it brings up third down, five yards to go. Four catches on the day for Kenhold already, Dave. He's done a nice job. Lions third down efficiency, five of six so far in the ball game, 83%. Kenhold, four catches, 32 yards on the day. 8.53 and running. Tight formation for the Lions. Stack out to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Powell tight end right. Dropping back Taylor on third and five. Throws it up the left side. And it is complete to Powell. Caught it, but he's going to be shy of the first down by a yard at the 44-yard line. Gain of four. Nice catch by Powell. Taylor wants to go for it. Let's see what Tyler Hopperton decides. They're going to send in the punting unit on fourth and fourth and about a yard. Boy, it'd be gutsy to try to do it here, Chris, but it's early in the ballgame. Still 8-15 and running left to go in the half. I think Coach Hopperton's making a smart play here. Let Murray try to pin Trine's offense deep. Ryan coming in and dropping back set to return is Aaron Dean, and it's a high end over end kick that Dean's going to take in at the 15, and he's going to be hit right at the 15 and drop there. That was a 41-yard punt with no return. Great job, Ryan Murray and Troy Speakman on the tackle on the return. So, Trine is going to start first and 10 from their own 15-yard line, and now the Lions' defense needs to hold here as they are leading the ball game by four, 14 to 10. Alex Price in the ballgame, 4 of 10 passing for 65 yards and a TD, but it's been Zane Kirby that's really led the offense. Eight carries, 54 yards. Price, Kirby came up, 
took a chunk out of the turf and threw it off to the side. And now he lines up just to the left of Price. Gooding is the tight end on the right side. And the fake handoff. Now the handoff goes to Kirby around the left-hand side. A lot of room to the 20. Butts a shoulder down. He cuts into the 30 to the 35. And he'll be run out of bounds near the 40-yard line. They're going to spot him out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Talked about how physical Kirby is. He got great blocking by the offensive line, 22-yard rushing yard, and was able to kick it outside, loaded his shoulder for another couple over, up a couple yards, and Defense. Kirby's getting going here early. Well, there was a flag down on the field that I did not see. They called offside against the, the play, Lions' defense. It's enough yardage for another Thunder. 7:47 left to go in the half. Puts Kirby up over 76 yards rushing on the day. So the ball at the Trine 37-yard line. First down 10 for the Thunder. They've got Crowder in the backfield now. And also in is Joe Forney, who has replaced Kirby after that long run. Game clock up. Please put seven minutes. 47 seconds. Well, they're going to add 11 seconds to the game clock. So that will put up 747, and now it continues to run. Crowder to the left of Price, Forney to the right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Price handoff, fake handoff to Forney. Throws over the middle. Intercepted by the Lions in midfield. Grabbed on the play, the interception by Devin Donaworth, the free safety, and the Lions have it back on the second turnover of the day by Prime. Big momentum play right there by Devin Donaworth. He was able to undercut the inside post route and pick that ball off as Price tried to throw it in. Tight window, and Devin Donaworth comes away with the big-time interception near midfield. Price, that is his first interception of the season. Lions come out offensively. They've got Cam York on the field with Austin Brock at the receiver along with Joey Newton and Kinhall going out wide to the far side. Empty backfield, shotgun formation. McKenzie moved out of the backfield. He's lined up on a slot just off the right tackle. Price with seven and a half minutes to go, first and ten from their own 49, and the throw out to Cam York, and it's incomplete. Taylor pats himself on the chest and says, my bad. He underthrew York by a long ways. Big opportunity here for the Lions offense to extend the lead, opening it up in great field position. Newton comes out to the near side. Kinholt and Brock go out to the far side. Powell's back into the ballgame. He lines up tight end right behind the right tackle, Sam Martin. McKenzie in the backfield, out of the pistol, fake handoff. Taylor looks up the middle, can't find anyone, cuts it up the middle to midfield to the 45 of trying, spins and gets down to the 44-yard line. That's going to be a gain of about eight, and he's going to be close to a first down. They're going to spot him. Where are they going to spot him? I believe they put the football down at the 45-yard 40, line. Should have been spotted about the 43, 44. That's what I was thinking, Chris, but they've got him spotted at the 45-yard line. It brings up third down and a short three yards to go. Taylor with McKenzie to his left. 
Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Powell, and it went right by him and incomplete. Almost intercepted by one of the defensive backs, and we've got a flag down in the backfield. And what's that call going to be? I think you're going to get your roughing the passer. The mount sideline was jumping up and down over here. Let's see what they call. Well, it will be roughing the passer. Yeah, the gap defensive player came well late after Taylor released the ball and put a big-time hit on Taylor. So good call right there by the officiating crew. 6.41 remaining. Lions get a break here. They'll take it down to the 30-yard line in trying territory, first and 10. Lions leading at 14-10. Powell is going to line up tight end left. It's York, or excuse me, Newton and Brock out to the near side. Kinhalt getting a lot of playing time today out to the far side. Lions looking things over. Taylor. Takes the handoff, fakes to McKenzie, looks upfield, plenty of time. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Ken Hall, and it's over his head and incomplete. Boy, Josh had a lot of time to look things over. Yeah, he did. Good job by the offensive line and just nothing open. Uh, Taylor tried to take the big shot downfield to Ken Hall, overthrew him again. Again, smart play by Taylor, nothing underneath, and uh, just throw that ball out of the back of the end zone and live to play another down. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. 634. Clock stops on the incompletion. York is out wide to the right. Brock and Newton to this side. The near side, the visitor's side here at Trine. McKenzie to the left of Taylor, who's audibleizing. Powell is tied in left. Snap taken by Taylor. Throws over the middle. Complete to Powell at the 25 inside the 20 and brought down at about the 18-yard line by Nathan. That's the first time we've called his name today, Chris. Yeah, good job by Powell just to sit down on that route. Taylor pointed to him. He told him to sit right down there. Four or five yards was able to turn it upfield for 11-yard gain. 6-18 and running left to go in this first half of action. Blake Watson, our guest at halftime. 14-10, Lions on top of it. Newton, tight formation for the Lions. He's off to the left-hand side. Brock and York to the right-hand side. McKenzie to the right of Taylor. Ball at the 18. First and 10. Taylor's going to cut it up the middle. He's got a lot of room to the 15. Jukes back. Gets it to the, about the 13-yard line on a 5-yard carry. And it will be second down and about five yards to go. But a nice job by Josh. Yeah, good job by Josh. Just get positive yards there. Credit again to the Tron defensive backs. Covering everybody up downfield, but he was able to still get four or five yards there. Positive yards. Take your time right here. you got plenty of time. You don't want to score too early. That's his sixth carry, 35 yards here this afternoon. Second down, they'll call it a short six with 5.24 remaining in the half. Newton and Brock out wide to the far side. Powell tight end right. Kinholt out to the left-hand side. McKenzie out of the pistol right behind Taylor. Hand off to McKenzie off the right guard. He's going to take it to about the 11-yard line. That'll be a gain of three and bring up third down and about three yards to go for a Lion first down. So the Lions now with a big third down conversion here that they need to pull off. Third down three. They are 5 of 7 here this afternoon. And I don't mind them taking their time right now. Still 20 on the play clock. Just about 4.30 left here. So take your time. Get what you want. Looks like we're going to have a timeout on the lines in. So Mount St. Joseph will use a timeout with 4.33 left to go here in the half. Their first, your score. Mount 14. 
Trine 10 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu ohio. Well, the Lions using a timeout here. Charlie Mullins, the interim offensive coordinator for the Lions here today, opting to use the timeout to make sure that they get the play call correctly, Chris. Yeah, I think it's a smart job. Take your time here. We've got plenty of time left in the half. Get what you want here. You're in field goal range. Main thing is to protect the football right here. If you get a chance to score, obviously third and short here, try to pick up another first down, but uh, at least get a field goal out of this drive. Taylor, 12 of 20 passing for 142 yards in the ball game, and he's out of the shotgun. He's got McKenzie out of the pistol formation right behind him. York and Newton to the left now. Newton's going to, New York is going to move in motion to the right now. Taylor's going to roll out to the left. Throws it complete to Kinhalt near the 10. He's got a first down and he's near the five yard line. Great play call right there. Play action. Bringing Taylor to roll back out here to the near side. Bringing Kinhalt on a drag route. Was able to hit Kinhalt around the line of scrimmage and he fought for several yardage and able to get the first down for the Lions. Nice, nice play by the Lions. To pick up the first down, and Ken Hunt will stay in the ball game. He goes out wide to the right. It's going to be first and goal for the Lions at about the six-yard line. Brock comes out wide to the right also with Ken Hall. Joey Newton on the left-hand side. McKenzie out of the pistol. And the fake handoff. Taylor's going to keep it up the middle. Inside the five to the three to the two. And they're going to spot him down, I think, near the two-yard line. Gain of about three on the play for Taylor. They're going to spot him at the two, so that's a four-yard gain, second and goal with 3.37 and running. Nate with the tackle. He was in on that with Tyler Pollard. But like I said, Chris, we have not called number 44's name a lot today. They did a really good job of kind of going away from him on the play calling. And right here, good job by just taking your time. And let's lean on the big boys up front and try to punch this in for six. 10 on the play clock, 3.14 on the game clock. Taylor with McKenzie to the left of him, ball in the center of the field. Taylor's going to keep it himself off the left guard, struggles forward, a big scrum, and he's going to be thrown down. Got really nothing on the play. Good push by Tron's defensive line right there. So it'll bring up third and goal. And they're going to spot it right back at the two. So third and goal for the Lions from the two. I almost think you're in four-down territory here, Chris, this late in the first half. It'll be interesting to see what he does. You don't want to take points off the scoreboard when you're right there in field goal range. So it's third and goal from the two. We're at two and a half minutes to go in the first half. Lions lead it by four. Taylor moves McKenzie out to the right, now moves him over to the left-hand side. Ball on the near hash mark. Receivers on wide on both sides. Taylor adjusts. Now he's going to drop back. Looks to the left-hand corner. Throws it in the end zone. Touchdown, Joey Newton for the Lions. Another great ball by Josh Taylor on the quick slant to Joey Newton. And a big-time touchdown drive for the Lions. His first catch of the afternoon. 
And for Newton, his second touchdown of the year, 2-12 to go in this first half. And the Lions have jumped out to a 20-10 to lead over the Trine Thunder. Third touchdown pass of the first half for Josh Taylor. He's playing lights out today, Dave. So Farsing will come in to attempt the extra point. Ruckerson, the holder, good snap, gets it down, kick is up, and it is good. 2-12 to go in the first half. Your score from Trine. The Lions 21, the Thunder 10 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website. And also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Trine University. Lions with 2.12 left to go in this first half. Great drive, 52 yards in 5 minutes, 18 seconds, 10 plays. A two-yard touchdown pass from Taylor to Newton, and they lead it 21-10. Like we were saying, credit the offensive line, credit the play calling. Josh Taylor's out here putting on a heck of a performance in the first half, Dave. So Farfsing is going to kick it off. Excuse me, that's Ryan Murray kicking it off. And it is a low line drive kick that's going to be taken in by Pearson at the 7. Cuts it up the middle to the 10, to the 20. Gets a good move out to the 30, to the 40. Breaks it at midfield, and he's going to be run out of bounds by Troy Speakman. And, boy, Speakman and Pearson have really got something going here today. I don't know if they've known each other for years, but they are certainly not going to be inviting each other home for the holidays. <laughs> good good return right there by Pearson. That's what Tron needed after going down 21-10. to 10. Now they've still got two minutes on the game clock and starting about midfield here on their probably last drive of the first half. They're right at the 49-yard line of the mount. 2.04 remaining. Price the quarterback. And he's got Kirby off to the left-hand side. Lions leading it 21-10, but three timeouts for the Trine offense. Dropping back Price. Looks to the left. He's got a receiver, and it is going to be over the head of Pearson and incomplete. Noah Abel on the coverage. He's had an outstanding game back-to-back weeks. He last week he brought comfortability to the secondary. Just a just a settling, calming influence on that secondary. Having him and Speakman back is just bringing that depth back, and yep, you can just tell a difference in week yet last week and this week. Pierce is in at corner also for the Lions. Speakman has moved back to safety. Lions with a 4-2 look. Handoff goes to Kirby around the left-hand side. He's got some room, but then coming in and bringing him down at about the 47-yard line is Devin Donaworth. Looks like number 15, Anthony Wright, in on the tackle on that play, too. So good job at the linebacker position, 15 and white. Rushing into the ballgame now, Nick Brokering for the Lions, and stepping out will be Jack Turner. Excuse me, Jack Tucker. Also leaving the ballgame, Jonathan Finn. Lions have brought... Into Nick. the contest, Nick Stevenson. Yep, Nick Stevenson. We saw him in the scrimmage and center. And we always bring it up, man. That kid's a hard, hard hitter and just plays the game Football really well. Player. 
Price drops back. Third and eight. Heavy rush by the Lions, and it is going to be caught by Pearson. Pearson is going to be hit and run out of bounds, shy of the first down at the 42-yard line of the Lions. He's got about a four-yard gain, and it'll bring a fourth down with a minute to go. And now... What is Abs and the rest of the trying offense look? It's going to be fourth down and a long three, Chris. Looks like the offense is going to stay on the field on this fourth down play. And the clock stops. They're going to set it at the 42-yard line. Not sure why the clock has stopped, to be honest with you, but the officials, I think, are going to put some time on the... Please put one minute, five seconds. There's Chris. Come on. There's no way 10 seconds are going to be put on the clock for that. They did. They put they it put, back put up to minutes. Yeah. Minute five to go now in the first half, and it's going to be fourth down and about four yards to go for a first down for trying. They need to get it inside the 39-yard line near the 38 for the Lions, and it's at the 42. So here we go, fourth down. Lions with a big play here. Trying with Price. He's got Kirby off to the right of him. Lions looking over the defense. They've got themselves set, showing a blitz. And here they come. Price is going to throw it out. It's over the head and incomplete of their intended receiver, Brandon Klein. And the Lions get it back with a minute, one to left, and two timeouts. Great job, Rick Thompson in that defense. Again, Anthony right in on the pressure. Caused the throw to be over top of the receiver's head, and the Lions... We're able to turn over Tron on the fourth down. Chris, I really like what the Lions defense is doing here this afternoon. They're showing blitz, sometimes coming and sometimes not. Yeah, Rick Thompson's done a really good job with this defense in the first three weeks of the, of the season. You can tell them getting better and better the more games they get underneath their belt. Kenhold in the ball game. He comes out wide to the left-hand side. Powell came in late. He's going to line up tight end left. Joey Newton goes out wide to the right-hand side. A minute one to go. Dave, I'm playing really aggressive right here. I've got the lead, 21-10, a minute to go. I'm starting on about the 45-yard line. I'm, I'm going to be aggressive here and try to get points here. Yep, ball at the 42, first and 10 for the Lions in their own territory. Mariano McKenzie, he's going to be the lead blocker. As Taylor is going to cut it off the left side and pick up maybe a yard on the play. Out to the 43-yard line. Gain of a yard, second and nine. Nice job, linebacker Taylor Pollard coming in on the tackle, number 40. Come flying downhill right there on that play. Lions, we told you, still have two timeouts left. They lead it 21-10, and they get the ball to start the second half, too. Keep that in mind. Looks like they're going to probably run this clock down as it gets down to 30 seconds. So Smart play, like you said. You get the ball to start the second half. No need to turn the ball over here. Receivers out wide on both sides. Howell is tight end right, lined up right behind the right tackle. Mariano McKenzie out of the shotgun in the pistol formation. And he'll get the handoff off the left side. Got some room to midfield. He'll be going to be knocked down at the 48-yard line. They're going to call him at the 49, just shy of the first down, Chris. Make it third down and one. So that's going to do it for the end of the first half. And that will be it. And the Lions are going to lead it 21-10.
as we go into halftime here. Mario McKenzie with a nine-yard scamper, and that will do it here at the end of the first half. The Lions lead at 21-10, but I'll tell you, some good things happening out there defensively for the Lions. They have really been in control of this game in the second quarter, Chris. Yeah, you're going to be really excited when you see these stats. 5 of 14 for only 70 yards of price. The big thing that they need to clean up in the second half defensively is to limit Kirby. He's got 10 carries for 78 yards, but Josh Taylor and that offense was rocking and rolling in the first half as they take the 21-10 lead into the half. So our halftime guest, Blake Watson, the Sports Information Director at Mount St. Joseph University. We are at halftime, and your score, Mount St. Joseph 21, Trine 10. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. We'll be back with second half action, the stats, and our interview with Blake Watson right after these timeouts. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover Number three today to get pre-approved. 312-248-4366. Barbarian Apparel is a cutting-edge sports apparel company. Barbarian Apparel provides high-quality team gear and active wear that is unrivaled at a great price. Barbarian Apparel fits not only individuals, but teams all over the world. And your team will stand out with Barbarian's custom sublimation, artwork, and screen printing. Each piece of team uniform is specifically designed with your preferences in mind, including graphics, color, logos, and fabric selections. Start your order today at BarbarianApparel.com or email any questions at BarbarianCustomers at gmail.com. Barbarian Apparel, conquer the impossible. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. We're back in Angola, Indiana at halftime of today's game between Trine and the Mount St. Joseph University Lions. And with us now, Mount St. Joseph University Sports Information Director, Blake Watson. Blake, you and I have worked together for a while now. How many years have you been here now? Six, going on seven. <laughs> it's it's flying by, too. At times I sit and I think, like, man, it, it's been that long. And then at times I'm like, holy crap. It was just the other day. Like, I just started this. It, it, you know, you start a job like this, and you got grand desires and designs to do really big, cool things, and then the seasons start, and we try to just keep our heads above water, and, and it just doesn't work all the time. So we're, you know, I think we've improved a lot in the seven years almost that I've been here. Um, I've got a great group of students right now. Nate Hill is amazing. I've had a great group of students in the past. I mean, I can name them all. I'm trying to develop my Belichick coaching tree. People are, that have worked for me have gone on, and, and, and you know, I've got Nate, or James Vinson, head at SID Illinois College, spent time as a G8 Rose Holman. Darian Bradley's working in Vegas. Kara Marshall with the Cyclones. Jamie Spinagle, who is at Anderson University, is a GA right now. Um, David Schaefer is an assistant baseball coach at at Earlham College, he, you know, doing a little bit of sports information stuff. And I think Nate that I have now is the best one I've ever had. So he's going to be really, really good at this job. Does it get easier over time or not? 
No. <laughs> Not even close. Um, it gets harder because we are capable of doing – so I, I always talk about it in, in, in like – food terms as you and I both know we're both not <laughs> small men um the meat and potatoes man is is the statistics it's the website it's the social media it's the easy stuff but you want to get into the the, the more frou-frou stuff around your plate and, and we're capable of doing a lot more of that now with the cool social media edits and videos and things like that just adds more to the plate more you mm-hmm. got to prepare um so the meat and potatoes is easier because we're just better than we used to be but then we add more things to try to make Try to lift up our product and try to, you know, put Mount St. Joseph University Athletics in the best frame we can to the outside world. So it just gets different. It's not harder or easier. It's just different. You know, about a year ago, you changed the look of the website for the athletics side. Why was that and what happened there? What, what was, what prompted that change? So we made the move from Presto Sports as our provider to Sidearm, which Sidearm is really the industry leader. Um, you look around the Big Ten, you know, ACC, almost mm-hmm. everybody's a sidearm school. Um, their product's just better. Um, you know, we made the move from MSJSports.com to MSJLions.com. Um, the overall look and feel of the website's better. There's still a ton of work to do on the back end of that website to get it back where it was as far as record books and all those things. That stuff just takes time, um, time that we really don't have right now, obviously, with the seasons going on. Um, but we just, we needed a fresh updated look, man, and, and we needed to, you know, find a way to brand ourselves. And it, it was really good because it kind of happened at the same time as Melanie took over as our new AD, kind of just a new overall feel and philosophy of the athletics department. Um, and it, it, I love the look of it. It turned out great. Um, it was a lot of work to try to do that and launch that. We launched February 1st of last, or well, I guess technically still this year. Um, but of the spring season when we had all that stuff going on, um, and, uh, it's, it, it was really difficult to try to launch that at that time, but we felt like it was a change that absolutely needed to happen. You brought up Melanie and taking over at the athletic director's spot. How has your position changed since she took over, if at all? Uh, not a ton. Um, I, I, I love, you know, everybody around here will tell you we love Steve Radcliffe to death. Steve mm-hmm. Radcliffe was the consummate professional, the greatest human being I've ever worked for in my life. Um, Melanie's just different. She's a great person. That's not what I'm saying. But she is – there's a little more accountability for, you know, successes and failures. Um, and that goes for me, too. If I miss something, she's going to hold me accountable for it. Um, but with our coaches, there's a little more emphasis on putting, you know, not just enough kids – to fill seats, um, we want competitive rosters. And that's something that makes me very happy because I love all of our sports, um, but my job gets so much easier when teams are successful, trying to find a way to spin bad losses and stories and things like that, and just sitting through some games when teams aren't very good. It's, it's, it makes my job a lot more challenging. Um, so successful teams equal happy me. How much did your job change with the Mount softball team going to the NCAA regional? Uh, it, it just it just puts some spotlight on what we're doing. It doesn't change much because we continue to try to do the same things. Um, we worked a little later into the summer than we typically do. Typically, the weekend of the conference tournament, if we don't win, baseball, softball are the last sports going usually. Um, and, you know, they continued to play. So it made our season go a little longer. Um, but other than that, it doesn't change a whole lot, man. It's just... 
it, those are the kinds of things when it does change, you're happy about it because it's it's talking about good things. It's talking about, you know, it's, it's pr- providing an insight to our university to people that would have never seen it otherwise. You go out to Milliken, they know nothing about Mount St. Joseph. And by the end of the weekend, they're singing the praises of people like Aaliyah Tucker and our coaching staff, Dee Dee and Beth, who do a fantastic job. Um, it, it's 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 a real welcome problem to have. I love that kind of stuff. When you look at your position, Blake, as sports information director, what is the what is the toughest part of your job? Is it football? Is it basketball? Is it baseball in spring? Or, or what is the toughest part? It's all tough. Um, football is the biggest animal to cover. Um, statistically, it's difficult. It's not the hardest. Volleyball is the hardest. But the roster size, um, the ever-changing numbers that it the roster is never the same from one week to the next and we've got to update all that football is just it, it's kind of that beast that just keeps moving um outside of that it's it's crossover seasons so at the end of the football or fall season when basketball starts up there's about a two-week overlap um which we were we were just talking about off air we have you know, the the final week of the football season when we could be playing for a conference championship and theoretically I should be there to capture that in photo and video and things like that. Um, at Rose Holman, we have a, you know, an eight-team basketball tournament here. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's and women's, it's the first time the Lauren Hill Tip-Off Classic will be on campus. Um, so obviously I can't be where I need to, where I probably should be, not need to be, um, at Rose Holman for this football team. So those times, and then at the end of the other season, basketball in a conference tournament, possibly NCAA tournaments when we're good, and baseball, softball, lacrosse is starting. And we have the added of two winter sports that a lot of other schools in the HCAC don't have, and that's wrestling, which is kind of a swing sport. It starts after basketball, it ends after basketball. And then um, men's volleyball, which both of those sports were typically pretty good in, too. So we're playing in conference championships. We're sending guys to the national championships. Um, so that those times, realistically, the beginning of the spring and you know the end of the fall season are, are the most difficult for sure. How much communication do you have with the other sports information directors around the conference? So it's less than it used to be because of the way we share files. Now, the NCAA launched a new site a couple years ago, or I guess about a year and a half ago, called NCAAManager.com, and that's where a lot of the files are shared pre- and post-game and rosters are stored and things like that. So it's less than it used to be, um, but, you know, we – you build friendships in, the, in this in this group, and like Kevin Lanky at Rose Holman, we're we're friends more than we're Great colleagues. Guy. He's a wonderful human being. Love that guy. Um, we spent time with him in Nashville over the summer during NASCAR race. Him and my son get along tremendously. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's good. We we have enough to where to where we're all friendly enough. Um, I, I love taking the opportunity to go to other places. Like I, that makes me. I'm one of the few in our conference that travels as much as I can um, because I enjoy that. I like going to see how they work. Um, when the you know when our men's basketball team plays in D1 arenas, even for exhibitions, I go and I want to see how the operation runs because mm-hmm. um, you know that's the best way to get better is look at how other people do things and, and steal from them um, and then continue to you know adjust what we do here. Copying is the biggest form of flattery. Amen, brother. (laughs) Blake, thanks for joining us here at halftime. You do a great job. Thanks a lot. Hey, Dave, you know, I say this every time you and I talk. (laughs) You are a valued member of what we do here, brother. Uh, We we are very happy and lucky to have you and Ultimate Sports Talk as a partner. Appreciate it. We're at halftime at Trine in Angola. And Chris and I will be back with a look at the halftime stats after this. 
I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. 21 to 10, your score here at the half from Angola, Indiana. Trying down on the scoreboard to the Mount St. Joseph Lions, 21 to 10. And Chris, it's been the turnover story, two for Trine, none for the Lions, and it's got to stay that way in the second half. I agree. we got to take care of the football in the second half. The defense has to continue to bring pressure. Uh, and uh, our offense is really clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, 21 points, three touchdown passes for Josh Taylor. Really impressed by the way Taylor's played today. Yeah, he's thrown, as you said, three touchdown passes, one to Austin Brock from 35 yards out, one to Mariana McKenzie on the wheel route coming out of the backfield for 11 yards, and then a two-yard touchdown pass to Joey Newton. Kyle Farsing has added all three point-after touchdowns, and the Lions lead it 21-10. to Let's take a look at the scoreboard. First of all, around the Heartland Conference, where Hanover is down in the fourth quarter to Albion, 24-14. to Manchester getting blown out in the second quarter. Olivet is leading Manchester 49 to nothing. In the second quarter of action, Bluffton, the Lions' next opponent, uh, is down 17 to nothing to Kalamazoo. Lions will be off next week and then play at Bluffton next week. Wisconsin, Platteville, and Franklin are knotted up in the second quarter for a 7-7. And that's the way things look in the Heartland Conference here this afternoon. Some Division I scores. It is Indiana leading Cincinnati, number eight in the country, 14 to 10 in the third quarter of action. They've just begun the second half. Miami is losing to Michigan State in the third quarter, 10 to 7. Oklahoma and Nebraska playing a real tough ball game. It's 16 to 9. Oklahoma leading over Nebraska. Michigan blowing out Northern Illinois. You expected that, 62 to 3. And it was Texas A&M over New Mexico. 34 to nothing in the third quarter of action, and really that's a look at the scores here this afternoon. In games that start three or after, Purdue is going to be at Notre Dame, Alabama plays at Florida, and Ohio State will be hosting Tulsa in a bounce back game for Ohio State. Surprising score out of Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky's up 14 to 13 on Chattanooga heading into the fourth quarter. Boy, you would really be embarrassed. <laughs> I would not want to ride home with, wait, I have to. <laughs> if Kentucky loses that game, you are not going to be a happy camper on the way home. I'm going to have to listen to something else on the next three hours. But Lions doing an outstanding job here this afternoon. We'll check some more stats when we come back after this. 
I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it works. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Chris, in talking to some of the people up here at halftime in the press box, they just kept saying, "Boy, number four for you guys is really something else." And that number four, Josh Taylor. Yeah, he's coming into the season ranked top 20 in the country as a quarterback, and、uh, we've really seen him show everything that he can do today. Early in the first half,、uh, he's been able to run the football ten times for 45 yards, three touchdown passes, and he's really operating this offense at a high level. He's also 14 for 22, as you said, in the rushing category, 10 for rushing 10 times for 45 yards. Mariano McKenzie, five carries today for 16 yards, and a long of 15 for Mariano. In the receiving department, Chandler Kinlaw has got eight catches here this afternoon.、Uh, excuse me, five catches this afternoon for 38 yards, a long of 18. Austin Brock, four catches. Gary Powell, the tight end, three catches, and Mariano McKenzie, one catch in the ball game. Troy Speakman, just one kickoff return. But here we go again. Anthony Wright and Julius Fisher leading the Lions and tackling each with four. Both of those guys are having an outstanding day at the linebacker position, and then again, number one Noah Abel making it happen in the secondary. On the other side of the coin for Trine, Alex Price, five of fourteen with one interception, seventy yards on the day, and one touchdown. Zane Kirby is leading the Thunder in rushing with 10 carries, 79 yards in the ball game. Actually, a net of 78. He's averaging 7.8 yards a carry, Chris.、And、the Lions, even though I know they're targeting on Austin Price, trying to keep him in the pocket, they need to do something to try to slow down Davis or excuse me, Kirby a little bit. Yeah, you definitely want to slow down that run game in the second half. He's he's had a well first half, and keep an eye on Connor Arthur on the wide receiver position. They'll be trying to go after him in the. Second half as well as they're behind 11 points here to start the second half. Yeah, Connor Arthur and Colin Goble each with two receptions here this afternoon. Kieran Pearson has one catch on the afternoon, and Jacob Jackson and Tyler Pollard are each leading Trine in tackles, also with four each in the ball game. 21-10, Lions leading it by 11, and they get the ball. To start the second half, mount up. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Second half action is coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Today is the last non-conference tilt for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. After today, the Lions take a week off and then return back on the road to open the Heartland Conference schedule against Old Foe Bluffton. The Beavers have always been a thorn in the side of the Mount, but this time they have two weeks to prepare. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Chris Morris and I in two weeks as the Lions Rewind starts our broadcast. Day at 12:30 and the pregame show at one. Mount up in two weeks on October 2nd as the Lions travel to Bluffton. Only on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
America. Your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Well, turnovers have been the story of this ball game, Chris. China's got two of them, the Lions none. And like we said at the top of the show and also at the top of the the uh, halftime show, Lions have got to keep from turnovers, turning the ball over. It keep the turnovers at zero offensively, maybe defensively, keep turning up the pressure a little bit, stuff the run game just a little bit here in the second half, maybe create another turnover or two, and uh, the Lions are in control right now. But we know how high-powered Tron's offense is, averaging 41 points, so it's a tip of the cap to the defensive effort in the first half, only giving up 10 points to Tron. By the way, the great mystery has been solved. I find my sunglasses. <laughs> you were stressing out there in the first half. <laughs> I couldn't find them, couldn't find them, and then we went for pizza, and all of a sudden they were there. So I've got my sunglasses back. All is right with the world, especially with the Mount leading 21-10 to 10 here at the end of the first half. I wonder who's more nervous for this second half, Charlie Mullins or Caleb Carell, who is at home probably just pacing back and forth. I'd say probably Charlie, since he's here. Caleb, obviously, congratulations again on the newborn baby, and uh, I'm sure he's definitely screaming at the phone or computer screen wherever he's watching. The one thing, I hope the baby looks like Caleb's wife. <laughs> That's the one thing we can hope for. <laughs> oh, boy. 21-10. Lions lead it, and trying will be kicking it off to start this second half of action, and this one's... The second half, boy, Lions are looking to pull this one out here and head into the bye week, two and one. And after the bye week comes Bluffton and the beginning of the Heartland Conference schedule. Lions one and one, Trine one and one. Austin, or excuse me, Price is back set to return along with Troy Speakman. Hibbets will kick it off. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen to start this third quarter, and the kick is going to be taken in by Speakman at about his five on the near side, cuts it to the middle to the ten. To now cuts it, tries to go backwards, and is going to be hit at the twelve and drop right there. A couple times now, Speakman trying to get it over to the far side of the field, but good coverage there by the try and kickoff team. So the Lions will start first and ten deep in their own territory, though. Back at about the, they're going to spot it at the 13-yard line. And, of course, Josh Taylor, who in that first half, 14 for 22, 150 yards passing, three touchdowns, 44 yards rushing on 10 carries, a four and a half yards per carry average. Mariano McKenzie right behind Josh in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. And a fake handoff throw out to the right-hand side to Austin Brock at the 10. He's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 13-yard line. So virtually, well, check that, about a yard as they'll spot him at the 14-yard line. So it brings up second down and nine. Well, for trying, this is a very important 
defensive stand as they would like to hold the Lions three and out, get the ball back in a short field and get back into this one. Down 21 to 10 early in the second half. Mariano McKenzie to the left of Josh Taylor. Trying, showing some blitz off the outside. Now they back off of it. Taylor drops back, sees some green. He's going to tuck it under, cut it across the 15. It'll be pushed out of bounds near the 17-yard line. That will be about another three-yard gain to bring up third down at about six. Yeah, good job by Taylor. Good defense on Trine's end. Nothing downfield. He was able to stay patient, get some positive yards. Lions were seven of nine on third down conversions in that first half of play. And this will be their first opportunity in the second half. 13.45 left to go in this third quarter. Lions lead it 21 to 10. Third down. Call it a short five, a long six. Taylor with McKenzie to the left of him. Drops back. Looks to the tight end. Powell and threw it right through his hands. Powell couldn't get a hand on it. And it is incomplete. So three and out for trying. Just what they wanted. And the Lions will bring in Ryan Murray to punt the ball away. Trying to out up a little bit of pressure right there in good coverage. Safety Keyshawn Amoson, number 22, the senior for trying. Murray, two punts in the first half, averaging 40 yards a kick. He's been outstanding. Back to return this one, Aaron Dean, the 5'10", 180-pound senior out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Back near his own 45-yard line. Good snap. Murray kicks it, a low knuckleball. Dean's going to take it in at midfield. He'll be hit right there and dropped right there. Great job by number 41, Lucas Bowling in on the tackle. Him and Troy Speakman have done a really good job on the punt return today. That was a 31-yard kick. No return on the play. And the Trine Thunder will have it first and 10 at their almost right at midfield. They're going to spot him right at midfield. I was going to say, if you're Trine's offense, you don't thank your defense and have him starting great field position right at the 50-yard line for the second half. So trying first possession of the second half. Price, the quarterback, he's got Kirby just to the left of him, gooting the tight end left. Receivers out wide on both sides. And keeping it right up the middle is going to be Price. And Price, first time he's really run efficiently all day, down to the 41-yard line of the Lions. He's got about nine yards on that carry, second down and a yard. Good push by the offensive line of Tron. Price decided to keep it instead of get it off to Kirby, and Price was able to get eight or nine yards on a good carry. Price was 5 of 14 passing in the first half of action, 70 yards, but he only ran three times for a negative seven yards. That's Now he's in the positive category. Dropping back Price. He's going to look. He's going to get hit as he throws, and the pass is up the field and incomplete. Tried to go to Connor Arthur. Great play by Anthony Wright. Anthony Wright is all over the field. Again, he's putting pressure in the backfield. That time he's in man coverage all the way down the field. He's 25 yards from the line of scrimmage playing man-to-man coverage, 15 linebacker. You know, Chris, when you've got a linebacker that can go man-to-man coverage on a receiver, you've really got something. Anthony Wright is a special player. So it'll bring up third down and a short one yard to go for Trine at their own 40-yard line. They're just outside the 40. They need to get inside the 40. So it's a short yard. Kirby 
out of the pistol right behind, and the handoff goes to Kirby. Lions had him in the backfield, but he broke a tackle. Gets it out to the 38-yard line. Lions are saying he fumbled the football, but the officials with a quick whistle are going to give it back to Trine, and they've got the first down after about a yard and a half game. Nice job by Kirby to sidestep 33. Fisher was able to get into the backfield. Kirby was able to sidestep it and pick up the first down. So it's at the 39-yard line of the mount. Pierce starts a corner. No Abe on the other corner. Price and Speakman are the safeties. Donaworth is in also. Speakman is actually out of the ball game. I'm sorry. Donaworth is in at the safety position with Price. Handoff. Price goes off to Kirby. Kirby right up the middle. Boy, they found something right there up the middle attacking the Lions at the point of attack. Takes it inside the 35 to the 32-yard line. That's a gain of eight. Yeah, Kirby's big, physical. That puts him at 11 carries at 80 yards. As long of 27, he's averaging over 7 yards a carry. 11.49 and running here in the third quarter. Been a beautiful, just a gorgeous Saturday afternoon for football here. We're going to wish this was still here by about the middle of October. Handoff up the middle to Kirby. Kirby is going to be hit, dropped, and brought down inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. A gain of four, and it's a first down. That's his 13th to carry. 91 yards for Kirby, the junior. Declan Brophy came up with the tackle. Brophy's been playing well this year. He's got 10 tackles on the year, two today. 11-20 and running left to go. Lions leading at 21-10, but trying... On a three and out, have the football knocking at the Lions' red zone. Ball at the 28, first and 10, fake handoff. Price is going to keep it up the middle, and he's going to take it down to about the 32-yard line, just outside the 31. So a couple-yard gain on the play for the quarterback of Trine. Now it's second down eight. Gooding is going to leave the ball game, the tight end, and coming in is Colin Goble, who had a couple of catches in the first half. Receivers out wide on both sides. Pearson out to the left along with Kale Lawson. Goble is out wide to the right-hand side. Handoff, fake handoff. Price is going to keep it up the middle. Breaks a couple of tackles inside the 20. Continues to go. He's just a scrum inside the 15 down to the 10. Boy, oh boy, the trying offensive line pushed him another five or seven yards after the carry for Price. That's going to be a big gain of 17 to the 10, and it's first and goal for Trine. Trine keeping it on the ground this drive, going with Kirby and Price back to back and forth on the carries. As they head into the north end of the field, Lawson comes out wide to the left, first and goal for Trine from the Mount Red Zone 10-yard line. Price with Kirby off to his right. And Price is going to look into the end zone against Abel, and it is caught, but he was inbounds. It's going to be a touchdown to the Thunder. Boy, Abel had about as good a coverage as you could get, and the touchdown pass made to Brandon Klein, but, boy, I want to look at that one again and see if he was inbounds. Yeah, beautiful throw right there by Alex Price on the fade route in the corner of the end zone. Number 18, Brandon Klein, was able to get a foot in and for a touchdown pass, and that's a big-time score for the Trine. They needed that, and now they have cut the lead to 21-16. Yep, his foot was in, Dave, on the replay. He got his foot in on the corner of the end zone. 
Hibbets will attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. 9.47 to go in the third quarter. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 21, trying 17 in a shootout here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. E-Campus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, a big drive by trying to cut this one to a 21-2. 17 lead, 947. 10-yard pass from Alex Price culminated a 50-yard drive with 336 in it on eight plays. Hibbets will be kicking it off for trying. Price and Speakman back set to return, and Speakman is going to call for a fair catch at about his 10-yard line. So the Lions will have it at the 25. Boy, Troy had a lot of room there. Yeah, he decided to call for the fair catch, give it to him at the 25, and uh, big drive here for the Lions offense. Trine's kind of taking the momentum out here in the early second half. Well, that's what they needed to do, a quick three and out. They did it, and then they drove down the field and picked up a touchdown, and now they are down 21-17. Lions with Mariano McKenzie in the backfield. As they take over the ball, first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. 9.46 left to go in the third quarter. We've got a lot of football left in this one. McKenzie moving out of the backfield. Now Taylor is going to cut it off the right tackle. He's going to take it across the 30. Taylor Tried to break a couple of tackles, and it's up to the 27-yard line. So that's a gain, or make it the 32-yard line, excuse me, and that's a gain of about seven, and Nave makes the tackle. Gain of about seven on the play. Brings up second and three for Mount St. Joseph. Stoppage of play. One of the DBs for Trines tying his shoe, but good run by Taylor to get behind his pads right there and take bounce off a couple hits and pick up some positive yards. And being Aaron Dean, who had to tie his shoes, Wyatt Ruckerson into the ball game at receiver, slot out to the left-hand side. Lions go with a spread formation now, empty backfield. Taylor out of the shotgun, gets the snap, throws it out to Kinhall, complete. Looks like they're going to call it incomplete, saying it hit the turf. I don't even think he came up with it. So Ken Hall, who had five catches in the first half, unable to come up with that one, brings up third down, four yards to go, 9.08 remaining. Howell's into the ballgame, so is McKenzie. Reckerson leaving, and so is Ken Hall. Hundley in on the far side, number 12. He's out to the wide left. With Brock Slot left, Joey Newton is to the right-hand side. Taylor, Lions need to pick up a first down on this third down, converted on third and three. 
Ball at the 32-yard line. Out of motion is McKenzie. Taylor's going to keep it off the right-hand side. He's going to get the first down across the 35 and pumps out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Credit the offensive line right there to get a push and let Taylor get out to the outside, near side to us on the... On the, on the visitor's side and was able to pick up a big, big first down as Trine's crowd got into it on a third and short. Tyler Pollard picking up the push out of bounds on that play. It's whiteout Saturday here at Trine. They were boasting a full house today, but I'll tell you what, some of the people I think have left it at halftime. Doesn't seem to be as many people here in the second half as there was in the first. Several folks down on each end of the end zones. So, again, the spread formation for the Lions. Empty backfield. Dropping back is Taylor. Taylor's going to roll it out to the right. Directing traffic. Throws it up the sideline. Incomplete. Through the hands of Chandler Kinholt. Tron was able to get some pressure up front and flush him out of the pocket. And he's going to Kinholt down on the near sideline here and just kind of overthrew him. Again, Taylor's been pretty smart, even on his missed balls today. He's been smart about protecting the football. This is a good test for the Lions, really. I mean, because Trine picked third in the MIAA to finish there. Albion, Alfred, and now this week with Trine. This has really been a good three games for the Lions to gauge where they'll be heading into the Heartland Conference. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 36-yard line. Hand off to Mariano McKenzie around the right side. Put his head down. Flag thrown on the play, and it looks like it's going to be a hold against the Lions. Yeah, definitely going to be a hold on the Lions' offensive line. They threw it. McKenzie's helmet gets knocked off after the play. He'll have to come out for a play. 8.22. Clock stops on the penalty flag as the official will announce it to the crowd. Well, his mic is not working. It was holding against the Lions, but Trine has chosen to decline it, and it brings up third down and ten. Be careful what you wish for. Ball at the 37-yard line. And it's a third down for the Lions. Well, you can bet Trine's going to pin their ears back and come after Taylor. McKenzie, Mitari Turner into the ballgame now. Turner into the ballgame in the backfield. Hunley is out wide left along with Joey Newton. Wide right is Cam York. Taylor's going to roll out to the left. He's going to look upfield. He's got a receiver. That's Hunley complete in trying territory at the 45-yard line and a first down on the play. Credit number 21, Turner, on a big-time block to keep Taylor clean in the pocket to be able to find Hunley on the far side sideline. That was a 21-yard reception on the play and a big first down for the Lions. And like I said, be careful what you wish for. Trying to climb the penalty. And gave the Lions another opportunity, and they picked up the first down in trying territory at the 44. Again, spread formation, Powell, tight end. Right behind the right guard, Colin Candra. Right tackle, excuse me. And the handoff up the middle on the RPO. Taylor's going to keep it, and he's going to spin and be buzzed down at about the 42-yard line. Gain of a couple. Ari Turner is going to come out of the ball game. McKenzie's back in. Now Hundley, who was coming out, now will reverse his field and stay in. And Powell will come out of the ball game. Now Hundley's going to come over to the near side. He's like, Coach, where do you want me to go? Just tell me, I'll go there. 
And I think the Lions, with some confusion on offense, which they really have not had that much today with Mullins calling the plays, Chris. I mean, it's really been a well-orchestrated offense for the Lions. Yeah, I agree. Seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Lions lead at 21-17. Fake handoff. Taylor steps up into the pocket. Now breaks out to the right-hand side. Breaks the tackle. Looks upfield. Throws it up the right side. Past Austin Brock. And Taylor's pass. And a flag is going to be thrown. Boy, two flags have been thrown. One by the side judge. One by the back judge. And right at about the 42-yard line. So you're thinking it has something to do with the offensive line. And maybe the official's mic will work this time. As they are talking with trying Coach Abs about what he wants to do. It's an ineligible man downfield. Well, we had three of those in the first game of the year. None last week. And now this week, they call that penalty. And it knocks it back five yards, brings up second down, 13, back to the 47-yard line, still in trying territory. McKenzie's going to stay in the ball game, so is Hunley. But Newton is going to come out to the near side. Play clock just starts. Kinhall comes out of the ball game. So Newton and Brock are on the near side, ball on the far hash mark. Powell tight end right. Out to the left-hand side is Hunley. Mariano McKenzie out of the pistol formation right behind Taylor. Fake handoff. Taylor looks up the left to Hunley. He's got the ball, and it's knocked away and incomplete. Boy, a lot of contact up the field. Angel Sanchez looked like he had a hand on the right hand of Hunley, but it goes incomplete. Third down. Nice coverage by Sanchez on the one-on-one coverage outside with Hunley, and he's a big target. Taylor was trying to hit him down the sideline for a go route. 6.42 left to go in the third. Third down, 13 yards to go. Lions at about 75% today, conversion rate on third down. Ruckerson comes all the way out to the right-hand side. Hunley wide left. Powell, tight end left. Fake handoff to McKenzie. Rolling out to the right is Taylor. Taylor under a heavy rush. Looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball upfield. He's got Joey Newton, but he threw it out of bounds. Taylor had Austin Brock sitting in the middle of the field. Tron brought a blitz. Linebacker blitz. Flushed him out of the pocket. He just didn't have enough time to just stop and throw the ball and plant. He had Austin Brock sitting right in the middle of the field wide open on that third down play. So Ryan Murray will come in to punt the football away. Murray to punt. Ryan's had a good job punting today. 39 yards average on three punts. 6.34 to go in the third quarter. Aaron Dean is back set to return for trying at about his own 10-yard line. Lions will be punting it away from the 47 in their own territory. Good snap. Ryan gets it away. Low line drive that is going to be sent towards the coffin corner. And it will bounce inside the 20 and out of bounds. And it will go out of bounds at about the 17-yard line. So it's going to be a 30-yard net, no return, and it'll pin Trine back in their own territory. Trine's defense has done a really outstanding job here in the second half, just bringing more pressure and uh, flushing Taylor out of the pocket, doing a really good job with coverage downfield, nothing open for him, and uh, Trine's really had the momentum going here in the second half. Big-time stop here by the Lions. Defense needed. Yep. 
This is a big drive for both ball clubs, even though we are in the third quarter. Trying looking to go for the lead. Lions looking to stop trying and build on theirs. Gooding, the tight end, moves in motion a couple of steps. Now resets on the right side. Dropping back is Price. Price is going to look up the left-hand side. They've got a receiver. That's Pearson, but it's over his head and incomplete. Nice job again by the Lions. Dialing up some pressure. Was able to bring Pierce on on an outside blitz from the corner position. And Speakman took up the wide receiver and went step-by-step for him down the field for an incomplete pass. Boy, there is a lot of jawing going on between Pearson and Speakman. It started in the very first play, and it has continued all throughout this game. Pierce is on Pearson right now down on the left-hand side. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 17-yard line of Trine. Trine, and the handoff goes up the middle to Kirby, and Kirby is going to be hit by brokering, and he's going to be dropped at about the 20-yard line after a three-yard gain. He's still going, and they're finally going to stop him at the 20. They're going to say he got out to the 21-yard line. And these, the referees are letting the play go on quite a while. There's Both teams are in there just kind of pushing each other for at least a yard or two before any whistles are blown. Kirby, close to 100 yards rushing today. He's got 91 yards on 13 carries. So that brings up third down seven. You'd think it's a passing situation. Lions with right on the left-hand side. Finn and Fisher, the linebackers. Abel and Pierce are the corners and dropping back is Price. They're going to go deep to Pearson and Pearson has caught the ball and he's out of bounds in Mount Territory across the 50. He'll be out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Great job by Alex Price. Was able to get some uh, coverage on the offensive line and 25-yard pass, 30-yard, 35-yard pass to Pearson on the catch. So that'll put Trine at the Mount 43-yard line on a nice pass by Price and an even better catch by Pearson up the left-hand side. So Price now on first and ten at the Mount 43-yard line. He's got Kirby off to the right-hand side of him. Off to the left, Kale Lawson. Now rolling out to the right is Price. Price is going to throw the ball deep into the end zone, and the Lions are going to be there, and they intercept it. Deshaun Starks again. His third interception of the year. Starks undercut the underthrown ball and intercepted it. Second interception of the day by Price, and the Lions have it. That's the momentum right there that that defense needed to create. Looks like Price just kind of bailed out on the throw. Is underthrown. Deshaun Starks went up number three for the Lions and was able to get a big-time interception down and around the five-yard line. So the Lions will take it over first and ten at their own five-yard line. Boy, oh boy. Man, Price threw that into four-man coverage, Dave. Ball just, he just never got it there. I mean, it hung in the air and hung in the air, and you could just tell that the Lions had a good shot at intercepting it. And they did. So with 4.57 to go in this third quarter, Lions have it back first and 10 from their own five-yard line. They've got a 90-yard drive already in this game. Taylor, handoff to McKenzie. Now fake handoff, and Taylor's going to keep it off the left side and take it across the five out to the seven. That's Taylor's 15th carry of the ballgame. Taylor, 64 yards on the ground. 170 yards through the air. So almost 240 yards in total offense for Taylor today. 
Second down, call it eight yards to go. Clock running, 4.20 to go in the third quarter of play. Lions back at their own seven-yard line. And fake handoff again, and keeping it is Taylor off the left-hand side. Breaks a couple of tackles across the 10, out to about the 11-yard line. So he keeps the ball again. That's going to be about a four-yard gain. And now it'll be third down and about four yards to go for the Lions' first down. Continue to get positive yards. McKenzie was able to kick out and get a kick-out block for Taylor to get him a couple more extra yards, and that brings up a third and short. So third down, call it a short three or a short to four yards to go, long three. McKenzie off to the right of Taylor. Clock continuing to run, 335 left in the third. Trying showing blitz out of that 3-4 and the throw over the middle to Powell, incomplete. Pass from Taylor, goes incomplete, brings up fourth down for the Lions. Lions tried to go with a quick hitter over the middle and Josh just almost threw it at the knees of Powell and he didn't have a chance to catch it. So on fourth down, the Lions will be forced to punt the ball away. Hurry back to punt. And Aaron Dean is going to go back to about midfield. So the Lions are going to lose this on the exchange of possession unless Murray can really come up with a boomer. He's going to be kicking it away from about his own goal line, and Dean is back at about the 50-yard line to receive this good snap. Murray gets it away, a high end over end kick. It's going to hit, and it's going to take a mount bounce to the 50, inside the 40, inside the 35, inside the 30, and it'll be down at the 28-yard line. That is going to be a 60-yard punt for Ryan Murray. Big-time punt there for number 20, Ryan Murray. That is what the Lions needed, and now Trine is going to go back in their own territory at the 28-yard line. Check that. That's a 70-yard punt, Chris. Punted it away from his 12, down to the 28. That's a 70-yard punt. Unbelievable. Great job by Ryan Murray. 319 left to go. Price comes out leading the Thunder offense. Moves a man in motion, and it's a fake handoff. And Price is going to keep it off the right side. He's going to be tripped up and downed on the play by Anthony Wright. Hayden McMullen again on the tackle, number 46 for the Lions. He got in there also. Josh Davis almost got the handoff, but Price decided on the RPO to keep it himself. 254 and running left to go in the third. Second down, 10 yards to go. They put him right at the line of scrimmage after the run. Kirby's back into the ball game. Pearson comes out to the left-hand side. Dropping back. Now the handoff up the middle to Kirby. Big gain to the 40, 50. He's trying to break into the territory. He's going to take it all the way to the house for the touchdown. And Prime has regained the lead at 23-21 on a 72-yard touchdown scamper by Zane Kirby. And Trine has regained the lead. Talk about how dangerous Zane Kirby can be for Trine. He was able to get a hole right in the middle of the line and take it and not even touched on the play all the way for the touchdown. Kirby on the big gainer. That is just what the Lions did not need. 2.28 left to go in this third quarter. And now they find themselves down 23 
21 and Hibbets will try to give Trine a three-point lead. Kick is up, and he does. 2.28 to go in the third. Your score. Now it's Trine 24, Mount St. Joseph 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312 So the Lions are down with 2.28 left to go in this third quarter of action after a nice drive by Trine. In 51 seconds, two plays, 72 yards. Zane Kirby running 72 yards for the touchdown. And Trine now leads it by three here at their home field, 24-21. Price is back set to return. He is the only setback as Speakman is back there now. And it is a high, deep end-over-end kick that will hit it about the five and bounce into the end zone for a touchback. Got to credit Tron's defense here in the third quarter. Just continue to get stops against the Lions offense. And then the Tron offense is kind of starting to come alive here. 14 points in the third quarter. Taylor now in the second half finding things a little more difficult against this Tron defense. He's 16 of 30 for 170 yards. But, boy, you look at Kirby on the other side of the coin, 15 carries, 167 yards. Of course, aided by that 72-yard touchdown run, but still, he has been more than what he showed us against Rose. Yeah, he's been a big-time running back today, and he's shown it on 15 carries, 167 yards, and on that long 72-yard touchdown drive. Lions with the stack formation out to the near-hand side. Hunley is out to the left-hand side. Handoff off the left tackle to Mariano McKenzie. Dives forward from the 25 and out to the 29-yard line for a gain of four. Seventh carry on the day for McKenzie. Positive yards. He's got 20 yards on the ground. We talked with Coach Hopperton before the game yesterday and said he thinks that McKenzie is the type of guy that you just need to keep feeding the football to. He said running back is a field position. And Mariano has got to get into a groove to start picking up big yardage. Fake handoff. David Taylor throws over the middle. It is complete out to the 43-yard line. Nice jumping catch by Joey Newton. Newton with a great route right there. He faked outside, came back inside on the post, and Taylor put a dart right to him. 15 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions, and they needed that. A minute 36 to go in this third quarter. Lions down 21-24. McKenzie off to the left-hand side of Josh Taylor. Receivers out wide on both sides. Two receivers. No tight end in the ballgame now. Brock is slot right. Kinholt wide right. Hunley 
And Newton out on the left-hand side. Dropping back, Taylor steps up, throws underneath, and threw it at the feet of Austin Brock incomplete. He couldn't come up with it at about the 40. Yeah, Taylor had Brock open in the middle of the field, had good protection by the offensive line, and just like you said, threw it right at the feet of number six, Austin Brock. Minute eight to go in this third quarter. Clock stops on the incompletion. Ball set back to the 44-yard line. Second down, 10 yards to go for a Lion first down. Brock wide right. Now the Lions are going to send two receivers out wide to left, and Powell is going to line up tight end left. McKenzie is to the left of Taylor. Ball in the center of the field. And Taylor, one slap. Now he's going to take the snap. Fake. Now throws it deep. He's got Hunley out there, and it's going to be knocked away again and incomplete. Aaron Dean, great coverage out there at that cornerback position. You said it. The Lions try to take a shot deep to Hunley, and Aaron Dean was able to bat the ball down. Great coverage, number one in blue. Both times they've tried to go to Hunley, though, they've kind of underthrown the football. Minute one to go. Kinhalt's coming back into the ball game. Joey Newton is going to move over to the slot right. A minute one to go in this third quarter. Lions down by three. It's third and ten from their own 44. Ken Halt wide left. Newton and Brock are out on the right-hand side. Ball right in the center of the field. With McKenzie to the left of Taylor. Fake handoff. Looking upfield. And the pass is thrown incomplete. Newton had to try to dive back to his left-hand side to catch that pass. And he couldn't get it. And with 57.3 seconds, the Lions again, three and out. They've got to kick the football away. Tron brought pressure once again. And again, credit Tron's defense. They've been big here in the third quarter. They have really dialed it up. But Taylor right now in this third quarter, his accuracy has been off some. Dropping back, set to return is Pearson. Pearson's in instead of Dean at the safety position. Good snap to Murray. Murray gets the punt away. Nice kick again. Pearson's going to come over, let it hit at the 10, and the Lions are going to down it inside the 5 at the 3. Ryan Murray has been outstanding today, Dave, punting the ball. 53-yard kick by Ryan Murray after a 70-yard punt, and it pins trying back inside their own 5 at the 3-yard line, 48 seconds to go. Nice job by Ryan Murray. Boy, if we gave away a player of the game right now, he'd probably be in the lead for that. Lions with Deshaun Starks at one corner. Noah Abel at the other. Pierce and Speakman are at the safety positions. Price is going to move up at a linebacker position. He normally is at safety. And the handoff goes to Kirby. Kirby off right side, breaks a couple of tackles outside the five, and he's going to take it up to about the nine-yard line. That's a gain of six. Number 69 in on the tackle, Jarvis Langham. He is a big body along that defensive line. (laughs) Nate Owens in there, number six at the linebacker position. Clock slowly winding down here at the end of the third, and Trine is going to go ahead and just let it run out, so we will also. That's going to do it for the end of the third period of play here from Trine. Your score as we head to the final 15 minutes of action. Mount up, everyone. It is Trine 24, the Mount 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Well, as we enter the final 15 minutes of action here from Northeast Indiana, it is Trine 24, the Lions 21. Trine came up with two touchdowns in that third quarter to draw close and then take the lead. And the Lions now, defensively, just gave up a first down six-yard run to Zane Kirby, who's now got 16 carries, 173 yards. He's close to 11 yards a rushing attempt. Yeah, Kirby's had a very nice day for Trine at the running back position. So it's second down four, ball resting at about the 10-yard line. Make it about the nine-yard line in trying territory. Price, the quarterback, puts Gooding in motion, the tight end. Now he sets up on the right-hand side. Price, fake handoff. He's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to get hit and drop right at the 10 for virtually no gain. Nice job on the tackle, number 33. Julius Fisher plugged the hole right there for the Lions defense. Seth Vargo, the tight end, came up yelling about something pointing towards the mount, and the official told him to go back to his position. Boy, it took a long time to get that tackle scrum unpiled. So now it'll be third down, call it about four yards to go for a first down. Price with the ball resting right at the 10-yard line. He's got Kirby to his left. He's going to throw it. He throws it out into the flat. Incomplete! And Trine will be forced to punt. He tried to go to Vargo, and Vargo was covered by Price. Austin Price and knocked the ball away, and now Trine will punt the football away. Great coverage. Number six, Nate Owens, the linebacker right there for the Lions. So 14-01, and that's just what the Lions needed. Stop them on fourth down, and now maybe they can get some good field position. Speakman's back into the ball game. He's going to try to collect this punt in at about midfield. Independent away is Braden Moore. Moore averaging 40 yards a kick. He's going to punt it away from his own end zone. Slow snap, but he gobbles it up and he kicks it away. It's going to be short. It'll hit it about the 43, take a trying bounce into Mount Territory and be downed at the 49-yard line. That's a 39-yard punt, and, boy, Moore did a great job just to get that ball off. He did. That snap was down at his shoestrings, and he was able to pick that up. That could have been a disaster play for Tron out of his own end zone. And the mount will wait. start with great field position right at the 50-yard line. Absolutely, and that's what they needed. An exchange here of field position. They've got it back in good territory at the 49-yard line. And is there a flag down? No, guy's slowly getting off the field on the far side for Tron. Looks like... Ah. Wasn't sure what was going on, but the officials were conversing about something. So now here we go. We're set to go. 
It is first and ten for the Lions from their own 49. Taylor in the backfield with Mariano McKenzie out of the pistol. Hand off to McKenzie, off the left-hand side. Cuts it to midfield, continues to run. Down near about the 47-yard line for a three-yard gain. Well, they're going to mark him right at about the 48. So that'll be a two-yard gain, second and eight. Hunley's back into the ball game now at receiver. As Powell will leave, lines are going to go with the spread, two receivers on each side. McKenzie off to the left-hand side. To the right-hand side now of Taylor. Looking things over, Taylor. Play clock down to 20, so plenty of time. 13-10 to go in the ball game. Lions down by three. Taylor is going to take the snap. Looks out to the left. Now looks to the right. He's got McKenzie. Now he's going to roll out to the left. He's going to keep it. Now tucks it under. He's going to be hit at the 50 and knocked out of bounds at the 49-yard line. Boy, Taylor, Taylor took a shot right here on the near side, right here by the visitor sideline. Yep. Back now after some technical difficulties. So, he gained maybe about a half yard. He's in the 40, at the 49 yard line in trying territory. And it's third down eight. And this is where the Lions had difficulty in the third quarter, Chris. Converting on third down. They were successful throughout the first two quarters, but that third quarter, boy, they were having problems. McKenzie to the right of Taylor. Third and eight from the 49. Hunley in motion to the line of scrimmage. Dropping back Taylor. Steps up into the pocket. Now he's going to have to run. Can't find anyone. He's going to be hit and dropped for a yard loss. Taylor Nate. Yeah, he's slow to get up. And that Tron defense has really taken over the ball game in the second half. Nate came in and got him on the sack. So the Lions will have to punt it away from midfield. And it will be Murray's responsibility to try to pin Trine back in their own territory again. 11.57 and running. Three and out for the Lions offensively. Down 24-21. Back set to return is Pearson. Good snap. Murray gets it away. Low line drive pick kick. Pearson's going to take the fair catch in at the 18-yard line. 31-yard punt. No return. And we'll keep it right here as Trine will take it over with 11.43 to go in the ballgame. Once again, a Lions player and a Trine player face-to-face. Luckily, the ref didn't call a flag on either one of them. Just said something to both of them just to clean the play up here in the fourth quarter. Trying to get you some scores around the Heartlands here in a moment. Alex Price, the quarterback for Trine, leading his team up to the line of scrimmage final. Albion defeated Hanover 24-14. That is a final. 11.43 to go. Price from the 19-yard line. First and 10. And fake handoff to Kirby. Rolls out to the left. Throws out to Pearson. Incomplete around the far side. Covered by Noah Abel. Great pressure right there. Defensive end, 97, Noah Hammond. Olivet leading Manchester in the third, 52 to nothing. Bluffton in the fourth quarter, 12 minutes to go, 17-14 Kalamazoo over the Beavers. Wisconsin Platteville is down to Franklin, 14 to 10 in that ball game, and that's the scores around the Heartland Conference. 11:40 to go. Clock stops on the incompletion. Kirby to the right. And Kirby's going to get the handoff off left tackle. Hit by Finn and dropped at the 20 after a yard gain. Third and nine. Really need to get off the field right here for the Lions defense. Long third down. 
can still be able to give the offense good field position as the clock's ticking just at about 11 minutes to go. 11.20 and running. Lions come up to the line of scrimmage. They look over the offensive alignment for Trine. Gooding the tight end out to the right. Connor Arthur, who's in the slot right, and Pearson wide right. Kirby in the backfield with Price. Third and nine from the 20. Price fake handoff. Looks upfield. No protection. Now gets it out on the left-hand side. Tried to go to Arthur. Incomplete. Good coverage by Anthony Wright again, and the Lions defense holds. Trine will punt it away. Great coverage again downfield, number 15, Anthony Wright. Big defensive stop right there for the Lions. Lions needed that one big time. And now they'll get the ball back with 10.57 left to go on third and nine. Braden Moore. That's going to be Braden Cade into the ball game to punt the football away. Braden Cade, or Braden Raider, excuse me, Braden Raider out of Findlay, Ohio. And he will punt it away. Raider gets a high short kick, but Speakman's going to call for a fair catch at his 40-yard line, and he'll stop it right there. That's a 40-yard punt. Nice height. And the Lions will get it in their own territory at the 40. Well, here we go. 10.50 to go. You figure you've got maybe... Three possessions at the most left in this game, Chris. Yeah, I agree. you got three possessions probably to go. you at least got to get a field goal here to tie it up, maybe even a touchdown to take the lead. And uh, big-time players step up in big-time moments, and we're getting ready to find out. Joey Newton is out wide to the right. Austin Brock slot right. Powell is in at tight end, out of the pistol formation. Fake handoff. Taylor's going to keep it around the left-hand side. Cuts it to the 45. He's going to be upended and dropped at the 47-yard line. Gain of seven. And it'll bring up about second down and a long three. Once again, credit Mariona McKenzie getting out in front of Taylor and catching him a block there to get a couple extra yards on that. Yeah, the left side of the line and Mariona McKenzie really collapsed that side, and that gave Taylor really the first opening that he's had running that play today. Again, receivers on wide on both sides. Kinhall to the near side, two out to the far side. Powell tied in right. Moving in motion as McKenzie out of the backfield, and Taylor's going to keep it himself up the middle. He's going to be hit at about the 49-yard line and dropped right there after a couple-yard gain. It'll bring up third and two. Taylor getting a lot of carries here in the second half. Taylor right now, 19 carries, making 20 carries in the game, 76 yards. And it's third and two. Big, big third-down conversion needed here. 9.45 and running. Ball at the 49-yard line in Mount Territory. McKenzie lining up right behind Taylor out of the pistol. Third down two from their own 49. Taylor takes the snap. Hand off McKenzie. Right side. He's got the first down into trying territory and drops at the 47 after a three-yard gain and a first down. Good push by the offensive line, and McKenzie's able to pick up the big first down for the Lions. This is where you really got to challenge those big boys up front. Tell them this game is in your hands. 9.15 and running, left to go. McKenzie again out of the pistol. Kinhalt to the near side. Powell lines up tight end left, but he's off the line of scrimmage. Just off the 
end of Sam Martin. Two receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Throw out to the right, complete to Austin Brock. Brock's got it inside the 45 and down to the 41-yard line. Six yards on the completion. Good job by Taylor to get what the defense is giving you. Corner was playing about seven to eight yards off of Brock. Turned, got it out quick to Brock. Pick up the first down. Or, sorry, not the first down. Picked up six, seven yards. He's second down, about five yards to go for a Lion first down. Trips out to the near side with Hunley Brock and Kinhalt. Out to the right side is Joey Newton. No tight end. Mariano McKenzie out of the pistol behind Taylor. Hand off to McKenzie up the middle. And he's going to be close to the first down inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line. I think he might be shy by about a yard. They're going to put him... Right at the 38-yard line after that play. Ari Turner is coming out of the ball game. That might have been Ari Turner, excuse me. And McKenzie is back in. I believe that was Ari Turner that ran the football. So now it's third down. Call it a short yard for the Lions from the 38-yard line. Taylor's going to keep it around the right side. He's going to be bunched up, and he's going to be hit and dropped at the 40. And, boy, a lot of pushing and shoving, and there goes the flag. Boy, they took Taylor and threw him about five yards over on the trying sideline, and the official had no alternative but to throw the flag, and the Lions will have a first down. Boy, oh, boy. That's a bad play right there for Tron. You had him stop short of the first down. After the play, they slung him down on the sideline and was able to get a personal foul call, and the Lions are going to move into the territory. Well, they let Tron get away with it in the second quarter. No call, but here are the last couple of times that Tron's defense has done that. It has been called, and that will take the Lions down deep into Trine territory inside the 30 at the 27-yard line. Big, big penalty against Trine, and the Lions down by three and seven and a half remaining to go in the ballgame. Now deep into Trine territory at the 27-yard line. Taylor with receivers out wide, stack formation out to the left. Powell tight end left. Handoff, fake handoff to McKenzie. Now Bryce is going to, or excuse me, Taylor is going to throw it out to the left-hand side to Ken Hall, and it is complete near the 20-yard line. Nice diving catch by Chandler Ken Hall for an 8-yard gain, second and two. Nice ball by Taylor, and good job by Ken Hall to get one foot in for the catch. Taylor now 18 of 35 for 191 yards. And Chandler Kenholt with the catch for the Lions at his fifth catch of the afternoon. McKenzie to the right. Taylor looking to the left. Now rolls out to the right. Breaks the tackle. Still looking upfield. Throws it out of bounds. He's just going to throw it away. Smart play by Taylor right there. Again, once again, good coverage downfield. Got pressed out of the pocket. Smart play. Throw it out of bounds. And that will bring up. Third down, about three yards to go from the 20-yard line. They need to get to the 17. Take care of the football right here. You are in field goal range right now. Farsing back as the field goal kicker. If they had to kick it right from here, it would be a 37-yard attempt. And the wind going from the far side to the near side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Kinhalt to the left. 
Brock and Cam York to the right. Check out, that's Joey Newton. Handoff up the middle, McKenzie. McKenzie breaks it. He's got it down to the 16-yard line, and he has got the first down for the Lions. Big time run, 31. Mariana McKenzie with a big first down for the Lions. Right up the rear end of Danny Mabe. Follow that offensive line. Mabe, who they didn't know if it was going to be able to play today or not, got cleared and he played today and he has been at the center position all afternoon and came up with a big block that sprung McKenzie open for the first down. First and ten. Handoff McKenzie around the left-hand side. He's going to be upended and dropped at the 16. Great tackle by Dean, number one, coming down from the cornerback position. They are physical. Trying... They like to hit you. Nath is coming out of the ball game. He appears to be favoring his right leg, but they're, they're making wholesale substitutions now on second down. They think it's a passing play for the Lions here. And they may be right. Ari Turner's into the ball game now for McKenzie. Brock out wide to the right with Joey Newton. Kinhalt lining up on the left-hand side. Ball on the near hash mark. Ari Turner in the backfield. Rolling out to the right is Taylor. He throws it out complete to Joey Newton. He's going to be just slips and fall down at the 10-yard line. That's a six-yard completion, and it's third and four. Boy, it looks more like third and four. Ball was at the 16. He's at the 10 now. So that would bring up a third and four, I would believe. Nonetheless, here we go. Lions with a big third down here. Cam York's coming into the ball game. Ken Halt will leave. A little confusion getting the play in, but there's still 14 on the play clock. Now it's down to 10. Lions get up to the line of scrimmage. Receivers out wide on both sides. Howell tied in right. Now moving in motion, New York. Fake handoff. Taylor throws it into the left corner of the end zone. It is incomplete. Tried to get it over to Brock, and he couldn't get it to him, and it's now fourth down. Smart play by Taylor again. We're in field goal range. Nothing there. Throw it out of the end zone, and let's try to tie this game up with a field goal. So Farsing will come in to attempt the field goal. Ball is going to be on the near hash mark. Ruckerson is on the far hash mark. Excuse me. Ruckerson is the holder. They're going to spot it at the 18-yard line, so this will be a 28-yard attempt, and the wind is blowing very, very slightly into Farfsing's face. 28-yard attempt to tie. Good snap. Kick is up. The kick has got distance, and it is good. 4.24 to go in this ball game, and we are all knotted up at trying at 24 apiece on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes, When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. 
Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Kyle Furfsing with the 28-yard field goal, and the Lions now have tied it up with 4.24 to go. Ryan Murray will be kicking it off. Back set to return is Pearson and also Josh Davis, and it's a low grounding kick, and the officials are going to blow a whistle, and I think we're going to see an offsides. So with 4.24 left to go in the ball game, let's see what they, have they called anything? Or weren't they ready? It doesn't look like there's a flag on the play. It looks like the officials may have not been ready yet. The far sideline officials kind of stretching it out, drinking some water. <laughs> Heard a whistle blow, though, that they were ready to go. I thought so, too, but Farfsing will kick it away now. 424. Boy, what a big drive by the Lions that was to tie this thing up. It's been a good ball game here in Trine. Davis and Pearson back set to return, and again, it's a squib kick up the field, and it'll be down by one of the upbacks at the 33-yard line. Taking that in and dropping to a knee is Max Slusser. So Trine will have it with 4.23 to go. Tied up at 24. Boy, if the Lions could dial up some great defense here, three and out. It'd be just what the doctor ordered. You gotta be, gotta believe Kirby and Arthur and Price are gonna be the go-to players right here for trying on this drive. Price with Kirby off to his right. Ball in the near hash mark. Lions in that 4-3 defense. And the handoff goes to Kirby, and Kirby's gonna be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Anthony Wright again. Guys, all over the field, if you want to watch a linebacker play the position the right way, watch Anthony Wright on a Saturday afternoon. He was not wrong on that one. Four minutes and running to go. Second down, ten yards to go, no gain on the play. Trying, taking up as much time as they can. They have got Kale Lawson out wide to the right-hand side. Connor Arthur, their leading receiver, slot left. And Pearson is out wide left. Dropping back, handoff goes to Kirby. Up the middle, he's going to be hit by Fisher and dropped at the 37-yard line. That'll be a gain of about four, bring up third and six. Nice job by Fisher to get his arm around Kirby and just kind of hang on and bring him down to the ground. Well, biggest play of the ball game up to now for the Lion defense. 3-15 and running. Great Lions crowd here today in the visiting section, getting up on their feet, making noise for this defense on a big third down play. 20 on the play clock, 3.05 on the game clock. Kirby to the right of Price. Third and six from the 38-yard line. Gooding in motion to the far side, now sets up. Handoff goes to Kirby around the inside. He's going to be stacked up and brought down at the 38-yard line. No flags, and it'll be punting time for trying on no gain by Kirby. Dave, I don't see the punter coming out on the field yet. This offense is going to stay out here. Is Coach Abs going to go for this on his? Nope. Here he, they come. Yeah, he, I was going to say he delayed that. 
Yeah, I was going to think maybe he was going to run the play clock all the way down and then take a timeout. Boy, credit that Lions defense in a big-time situation right there. Well, if ever there was a time, it would be now for Troy Speakman. This is one of those times that he just relishes, and he is back set to return this punt from Brayton Raider. Raider's going to kick it away from his own 38. Gets a high kick, and Speakman's going to go back. It's going to bounce inside the 15, take a sideways bounce, take a roll inside the 10, and be downed at the 8-yard line with a minute 47 left to go. Great job by Braden Raider right there, putting the Lions inside their own 10. 54-yard punt. Nice job. Boy, these two teams just have come up with play after play after play. Both punting special teams have been outstanding for both teams today, so tip of the cap to both special teams coaches. You would think that the Lions would try to put something together because Trine's got three timeouts. The Lions have three timeouts. Trine's probably just going to play off of what the Lions do here. If they can stop them quick on first down, they may take the timeout. We'll see what they decide to do. Minute 47, Lions backed up to their own 8-yard line. Taylor, the quarterback, hand the fake handoff. He's going to keep it, has a hole across the 10, takes it out to the 15. Well, they'll spot him at about the 14. That's a gain of 6. Clock continues to run. Lions not using a timeout. They may wait until they get inside the one-minute mark and then start using their timeouts, but trying not using it either. A minute 26 to go in this ball game. We're knotted up at 24. Fake handoff. Taylor's going to keep it around the left side. He's got some green to the 20, to the 25, 30, and he kicks it out to the 35-yard line where he's bounced out of bounds at the 34. Great push by the offensive line. Great block, 18, Ken Holt, and McKenzie once again, big-time block to spring Taylor on a big game. 19 yards on the carry. Ball at the 34-yard line in Mount Territory. A minute 14 to go. The clock stops on the out-of-bounds. First and ten for the Lions at their own 34. Taylor with Mariano McKenzie right behind you. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now the Lions have some room to roam. Handoff goes to McKenzie. Off the left-hand side. Across the 35, out to the 37 for a three-yard gain. Now we're at the minute 10 mark of the ball game. Knotted up at 24. Lions are going to let the clock run. They have all three of their timeouts remaining. What a game this has been. It should. Just, it should come down to the final seconds. And now we're under a minute. And now we've got an official's timeout. And one of the defensive linebackers for, that's Tyler Pollard, he's got to leave the ball game. Yeah, official's timeout right there. And let's see if they decide to put some. Evidently they're not going to put any time on the clock, as they have been known to do in this game. And now we get everything, supposedly everything situated. Now the officials are going to come together and talk about it. And I think they are going to talk about whether or not they should put time on the clock. As they ran Pollard out. I think what is going on here is the Lions, they can force trying to use a timeout here. And they're over-talking to Tyler Hopperton. 
about it. And the officials still talking things over. And let's see what the call is. And the official's still having problems with his crowd mic. So we don't know. Well, everybody in the stadium would like to know, but unfortunately the official's crowd mic is not working. 51, Evan, well, they just knocked four seconds off the clock, Chris. It's down to 51.3. Not sure why that is, but the Lions just got penalized four seconds for a defensive substitution by trying. Well, anyway, here we go. Lions on second down seven. They throw it out to the right side, complete to Kenhall. That should be targeting. No call, but Kenhall held on to the football. How that is not targeting Chris is unbelievable. The Lions fans are calling for the same thing. That was Keyshawn Amison came in, and he went helmet to helmet with Kenhall, and no call. Wow. 26 seconds to go. Clock's going to continue to run. Lions just look like they're going to go ahead and play for the overtime. Third down, seven. Taylor drops back, steps up into the pocket. Now he's going to run out of the pocket, spin forward, be brought down at the line of scrimmage at about the 38-yard line. And that is going to do it for the game. Nope. Drop that back. As I said that, trying decided to use a timeout with six seconds to go. Wow, Chris. As we look at it on the replay, I don't know how in the world you couldn't call targeting on that. We have seen worse. I mean, less. Not get called. He went crown of the helmet right into the face mask of Kinhalt. And no targeting was called. Wow. Six seconds to go. Well, now they put it out to a minute ten. Now, okay, now they're putting it up to 11. This is... Monopoly with the clock today. They've got 11 seconds that they're putting on the clock. Now, they've just added five seconds. Why? This is a... I don't know. This, to, this has been really intriguing, watching this today, Chris. I mean, it, it has... If you're the Lions right here, you try to punt this ball out of bounds. That way they get no return on right. this. Right. 11 seconds to go. It's fourth down six from the 38-yard line. Murray's been great all afternoon. Absolutely. He step up one more time here. Just catch it, get it away. That's all you expect out of Ryan right now. Catch it, get it away. Murray back at about his own 25-yard line to punt it. Snap, good. Caught it, good. Kick, good. Up the field, Noah Dean is going to take it in, and he's going to take it in at his 26-yard line, and that's where he's going to drop right there. 5.4 seconds, we think, left to go in the ball game. That's going to leave one play for trying. Maybe two if you get a quick out on the outside and call a timeout quick or get out of bounds. Ball resting at the 27-yard line, 28-yard line, where they have it spotted. 
looks like at the 27-yard line. And Price will come out. Lions playing back in a pre-event. They've got their safeties back about 30 yards off the line of scrimmage. Dropping Dean's just going to hand it off. Price is going to hand it off to the running back Kirby. Out to the 29-yard line, and that will do it for this one. And we have got overtime. First overtime I've done at the mound. 24-24 as we head to overtime here in Trine. Chris, what a ball game this one's been. It's been a good one, man. The Trine defense credit them the second half, but credit that offensive, or the Mount offense when we needed a drive to get that game-tying field goal. Parsing ties it up. Really good job by the Lions offense. They've been stopped most of the second half, but was able to put together a crucial drive late in this fourth quarter. Well, this is one of these things that we've never really talked to Hop about, but most coaches in America will tell you in overtime you want the ball second. I agree, but uh, we'll see what happens. Both teams are huddling up on each sideline, and looks like Hop's talking to the captain, 22. There's really no wind advantage on either team. So the wind you don't have to take into consideration. The weather you don't have to take into consideration. The crowd you really don't have to take into consideration as to which end of the field you go to. So really the only consideration is you want to win the coin flip and just take it second. Because when it's just like Division One football. The ball goes to the 25-yard line and you just take it from there. John Finn is going to go out for the coin flip. For the Lions, and once they do that, we're going to take a quick timeout. So the officials now come over, and they're going to walk John Finn out and see what happens here. Boy, this one has really been something else. When the Lions needed plays, Chris, they came up with plays. Yeah, they have. They've done a really good job. Defense was pretty outstanding. I mean, trying to average 41 points a game, so to only give up 24 points here, as both teams' captains meet at midfield to decide who's going to get the ball first in this overtime possession. See what they have to happen here with the coin flip. This is a very important coin flip. Of course, the first two times you can go for the extra point by kicking, and then you have to go for two if it goes into a third overtime. Lions win the flip. And so Trine gets their pick of which end of the field to go to. They're going to go down to the right of us, and the Lions are going to take the ball second. So when we return, it's going to be first and ten for Trine. We are in overtime, the first one, 24-24. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, in my five years of doing Mount St. Joseph University football, I've never done an overtime game, so this one's going to be very interesting. You spot the ball at the 25-yard line, you can pick up a first down. I would say right now, though, Lions are happy with having the second shot. I agree. Kind of play defense here, see what you got to get when you get the ball. Hopefully it may be a turnover, hold them to three here. We're about to find out. Here we go. Clock does not matter. First and ten for Trine. Gooding the tight end left. Receivers out wide on both sides. 
And the handoff goes to Kirby off the left-hand side. He's going to be stacked up at the 23 and drop flags down all over the place. His helmet popped off. They're probably going to get a face mask here, Dave. Well, he's got to leave no matter what. And let's see. What are they going to call? It is a personal foul. Face mask against the Lions. Did not need that. So that will be an automatic first down, and it will take it 15 yards or half the distance to the goal. This is a... Just happened. I just noticed this, Dave. The entire student section of Trine is now down around the end zone of where we're driving into on the sideline down there. You're right. Just noticed that, too. Well, evidently, because of the penalty, Kirby does not have to leave because he's not leaving the ball game. Gooding, tight end right. Price, the quarterback, at the 12-yard line. Fake handoff. He's going into the end zone with a pass, and it is going to be incomplete. Nice defense out there by Starks, and now they're going to call a play. What a late flag. Holy cow. They're going to call pass interference on Starks, and that was at least five seconds after the play was over. Holy cow. Defensive coordinator Rick Thompson out telling Starks he did a heck of a job on the coverage. Wow, Chris. I mean, as we look at the replay on that, that flag was thrown at least five seconds after the play was over, and they're going to spot it at the two-yard line. Great coverage by Deshaun Starks. His two penalties back-to-back have put Trine down to the two-yard line of the mound. Looked like good coverage on the replay, Dave. Wow. So first and goal for Trine. They've got Kirby out of the pistol behind Price. And Kirby's going to get the handoff, runs it up the middle, and he is going to be down to the goal line, close. And he's going to be stopped short, about a half yard short of the goal line. Got to believe Kirby's going to get it again one or two more times, maybe even three times if it gets fourth and one. Absolutely. They're going for this. Price now is going to go under center. He's going to keep it himself. He's not going to make it. He snuck under center. Boy, the officials are letting that thing go forever. And now a flag is going to be called. That should be against Trine. Now they're signaling a touchdown, Dave. Boy, they let him go forever, Chris. He was front. His forward motion was stopped at least twice. And they just continued to let the play go. I'm watching it up on the scoreboard right now. They've got him stopped there. They've got him stopped there. And they finally, this is unbelievable what has gone on in the last five minutes of this ball game. A couple flags flown here at the end of the play. See what the call is going to be. Trying to signaling touchdown. The officials are talking things over. This has just become... <laughs> I mean, I really hate to com- to criticize the officials, but really, Chris, last five minutes, they have had several questionable calls. Now they're going to go over and talk with Coach Abs of Trine, and they'll come over and talk with Coach Hopperton. And let's see what the official has to say, if his crowd mic works. It is a touchdown for Trine. After they stood there and debated it for two minutes, they are going to give Trine the touchdown. Unbelievable. 
Rick Thompson is just, and Adam Heydrich are beside themselves. Coming in to attempt the extra point will be Hibbets. It's 20, 30 to 24 now trying in the top of this first overtime. And now Abs, I think they're calling an unsportsmanlike against the Mount, and Abs is out wanting to know if it's going to be penalized against the Lions when they get the football to start this, which would mean they'd start it at the 40 instead of the 25. They haven't made a call yet, so we're... No. We don't know what's going on, but I believe that's what Abs was talking about because he was pointing out to the 40. Here we go. Hibbets is going to... Try to kick this one in and give them a seven-point lead. Flags down all over the place now. And it's going to be a legal procedure against trying. Well, that just pushes them back five yards. Hibbett's got enough leg for this one anyway. As we told you, the clock doesn't matter. This is just the first overtime. So they're going to mark it back five yards, back to the... Seven-yard line, so this extra point will be a 12-yard field goal, or make it a 22-yard field goal, basically, but for the extra point. Gibbets will kick it away, and it is up, and it is good. All right, we're going to keep it right here. Well, let's see what happens. You know what you got to do now. you got to put the ball in the end zone, and then yep. it'll be interesting to see. Kick the extra point or go for two what Coach Hop does if the Mount's able to push this into the end zone. I think they are. Chris, I'm going to tell you. I think they're going to mark the Mount back to the 40-yard the line. We'll see what they're doing. Right now they're standing at the 25, but I'm telling you, they're going to mark it off on the unsportsmanlike conduct. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope, looks like they are going to put it at the 25. Well, then what was all that about? Nobody made a call. Several flags, but yeah. anyhow, you know what all you right. got to do if you're the Lions right here. you got to punch it into the end zone. Ball at the 25, Lions down 31-24. Here we go in the overtime period number one. Taylor with receivers out wide on both sides. Moves Mariano McKenzie. He's going to keep it up the middle. Cuts it to the 20-yard line. He'll be Taylor dropped down near the 20 after about a five-yard game. Lions have really been dependent upon Taylor here in the second half to run the football. Yeah, they've really focused on rushing him. As we've mentioned, Trine's entire student section is right down by the end zone, right in the direction as the Mount are driving right now. McKenzie to the right of Taylor. Second and five for the Lions near the 20-yard line. Taylor looking over things defensively. Lions with a stack out to the right-hand side with Ken Hall and Brock. Rolling to the right is Taylor. Cuts it up the middle. Nothing there. He's going to be stopped at the 20. Trine's defensive line gets a good push, and it brings up a big third down. Third down, and call it about five yards to go for a Lion first down. Of course, you're in two-down territory. McKenzie to the left of Taylor. Third and five. Brock and Newton to the left. Kinhall to the right. No tight end. Now check that. Powell is at the tight end. Dropping back Taylor. Looking into the end zone. He's going to throw it in the end zone. He's got Brock. Touchdown! Lions are within a point of tying it up. 
What a pass. What a catch by Aspen Brock. Taylor to Brock. Brock catches it right in front of that Tron student section. And, Dave, here we go. It looks like the Lions are going to go for two and go for the win. What Coach Abs did last week for trying against Rose, the Lions are going to return the favor and go for two and try to end this thing. One play to get in the end zone to win the ball game. And ironically, it's the same score as it was last week against Rose when Rose tried to do this. Here we go. Taylor, ball at the two. Here we go. Lions going for the win. Taylor on a tight formation. Takes the snap. Rolls to the right. Throws to the end zone. And we've got... Flags down all over. It's incomplete. Lions receivers are yelling for a hold, and let's see what the Lions... It's going to be against... No, it's against the Lions. Well, never got the call as Trine's entire team has flooded the field. Evidently, they're saying it was an illegal formation. Chris, the Lions lose this game 31-30 to in overtime, and they drop to a record of 1-2, and and I think that's enough said as this one ends, again, on a very, very controversial play. Your final score here today, trying 31 and the Mount 30.